I mean, that music pretty much just sums up that weekend. It's, I, I'm delighted, me. I, I mean, obviously, you've got a hell of a lot more to be, you know, upset about, but I'm having all right. Good time this tonight. I've been playing about on making little graphics, and yeah, it's been fun. Not a great weekend for you. No. Do you know? Do you know what really, really upsets me? I will let one of. I think it was our latest tweet. I'm getting rid of Rochdale off the. Um... <laughs> Is that because you know it's coming next week? And I just know. I just know it's coming. <laughs> and the thing is, you're going to make me do it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a sad. And then moment. I'm going to regret. And then I'm going to regret it because you won't know how to do it, and you'll just delete the list. Probably will just delete the list. Um, Jill's requested straight away, so do you know what? Jill, welcome. Oh, here we go. Hi. We're doing it. All right, Jill. Yeah, let's just get it over with, shall we? Well, be- before we do, um, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to announce the team of the year, which was voted for by uh, people. Everyone. That were, yeah, basically everyone. What we had to do, and I need to explain to people here, there were some voting irregularities, which I think everyone knew once. Stockport realised that they had players nominated. Um, so we took everyone's votes, but we also looked at the nominations themselves. So we gave points per nomination, which kind of evened it out. Um, so, you know, for, for in one category, for example, the winner was just one player. Like, literally, it was like a ball hair between the two. But that player had seven nominations, and the person who was technically voted second had 44. So we had to look at that, and we had to play right. The, the person who actually won got the least amount of nominations out of the four, but it was because he played for one of the big clubs that their fans kind of hijacked it. So we, we had to make it real. We had to make it relative, essentially. Yeah, because honestly, if I hadn't have done that, if I hadn't looked at that, this would have been a Bradford and Stockport team. Like top to bottom, this would have been a Bradford and Stockport team. So. Um, I think before we jump in, before we do the first, what we're going to do, we're going to do a, a player announcement and then we're going to do a club and talk about what happened and then we'll go back to the player announcement. So Grant, crack on first with our first uh, reveal. Uh, the big reveal. I mean, anyone who knows, well, this is the goalkeeper. Is. Anyone who's been listening to the 606 through the season will know there has been a hot debate about who's the best goalkeeper in the league, who we think is going to be the best goalkeeper. And really, it's between it's been between two. Mm-hmm. Liam has been shouting for Harry Lewis. I've been shouting for Lawrence Vickerou. Can we get a drum roll to who it is? Oh, there we go. That baby making a noise. The team of the season goalkeeper for the lower league look is Lawrence Vigaro. Bang, big explosions. There we go. Boom. Celebrations. It's like it's like we're at an actual awards. Um, um, unfortunately, so, he can't be here to accept his awards. Mainly because he didn't know. Yeah. In fact, that's something that he would maybe. Are you accepting that? Are you accepting that we man? <laughs> this is, ironically, this is the only thing that Lawrence Vigor really missed this season. Yeah. Um, but no, do you know what? Congrats! I, look, I, I'm a Harry Lewis fan. Obviously, it's biased, but 
yeah, you know, he deserves it. You look at what's, what what Orient have done, yeah, he does deserve it, absolutely. Um, the, the, amount, yeah. the sheer amount of clean sheets gets ah. as well. Oh, it's disgusting, isn't it? It's, it is absolutely disgusting. I'm... We've been lucky. We've had quite a few decent keepers in this league this year, but we have. It's been two for me, two real standouts. This one's, this one's always going to be a tight one. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, he's won. Let's uh, let's 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 crack on the pools. Let's talk about what's going on at pool because Alfie, it does. Alfie doesn't want to. Well, I'm going to bring it in because it does look like, even though it's not official as of yet. Hartlepool are about to drop out of the EFL. Um, Dom Telford, I said this last night to Grant and I still find it quite funny. Um, It's ironic and funny. Dom Telford yesterday all but condemned Hartlepool and next Saturday Ben Whitfield is going to confirm. (laughs) So Grant has been stabbed in the back by two guests of the Lord. Honestly, honestly done by our guests who (laughs) thought, thought were mates, but Oh, it's going to be... Hey, all you need now is Dave Artel to take over as your manager and relegate you from National League, I, and then you've been done. Yeah, if Dave, I'd, be, I'd be buzzing if Dave Artel came in and took over as our manager. He's used to working with crap budgets. Um, he done it with Crew, done really well with Crew. I would I would take him in a heartbeat. I think most clubs will be silly not to. Um, but, yeah, so what happened, guys? Uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing for the third game in a row. I have so, no idea what's gone on since Stephen had <laughs> stopped. This is where I kind of when when ASCII came in and you started putting together like that run of games that you were drawing and and you guys were getting all quite like excited by it. Like I think I said on one of the six or sixes that. You did that with Keith Curl and it backfired. Not as good as this, though. Not as good no, as that. the performances we were vastly improved under that. Yeah, yeah, but the, re- yeah, but the, result, the... the results weren't where they really. No. You were still just drawing. We never turned it into wins, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, and that that's what, like, you you could see you could turn a corner, but you weren't, and that's why Yeah, like you could kind of, I don't know, it just it felt like the wheels were going to, at some stage, fall off and... Unfortunately, for like the last three games they had yesterday was, by the looks of things, an absolute. Can I just say though, by the way, what a what a touch and finish by Dom Telford. Oh, the, he turned from the the ball up from Adai to yeah, the turn was unreal. It, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a phenomenal touch. It was a great ball up from the keeper as well. Oh, I've never seen a ball so kicked so high by a keeper in my life. And he'd only <laughs> done it two minutes before as well. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, and they've been slagging that keeper off. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's bad. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's like his distribution's not been great. Um he it really hasn't been great. <laughs> yeah. But it, uh, look, I mean, when it's mattered, he's pulled off a hell of an assist. And I think with with one goal being in it, you always felt like you could maybe come back. You'll take his one chance, and you could. But the second that, that second goal went in, it was just done. Like, do you, do you know the thing is, we had we had chances, but every single one was fluffed. Oh, they bottled it. They just just hit it. Did uh, what happened with uh, our, our good friend Mister Amara? <sighs> Missed two golden opportunities. I we had one. 
which is about two yards out, and he blazed it over the bar. Mm. Um, and then he had a flying header, which he just totally missed the ball. Um, and then some aggro down the tunnel, by all Ooh, accounts. Yes, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. What? 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 What's the allegedly? What? What have we heard? Because I've heard, obviously. Rumors and stuff. What? What have you guys? Or what? Like Jill? What did you hear about? Because you were obviously there for the game. What we are? Well, I noticed that um, Amara and Terry had gone off, walked down the tunnel together, and weren't really acknowledging the crowd or anything. Not that the crowd were acknowledging them, to be fair. But the first I heard about was in the chat group, to be honest. Yeah. So I haven't well, heard much at all. Yeah, and uh, allegedly that what's what people what some people are saying is that Amara said he should have left in January. Um. I mean, look, he's not wrong. He should have gone in January. Um, he, he clearly wasn't in it for the second half of the season. For yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd hung his boots up essentially, hadn't he? He were asked. Um, but yeah, he's played. He's played like that since. He's been, he's been a totally different player for the yeah. first half of the season and the second half of the season, which you just can't be. You've, you've got. The thing is, and that was and that was the curl as well. Like curl was here January. That was on his. That was his watch. Yeah, yeah. Curl was the one who stopped him going, didn't he? Thing is, though, you see, if he'd have went in January, there would have been absolute chaos. <laughs> like there isn't now. <laughs> I'm say, you've kind of, you've kind of not avoided that chaos regardless. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it, it's gonna. I don't know what would have happened or where we would have. I think we would have been probably buried earlier, or the fans would have turned yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, I suppose it depends on what they did to replace him. If any, if anything, um, it, it's all down to what what they could do. Which you know maybe I mean, they'd have got someone else in. Jennings has come in. I love him. I mean, the girls from Stockport know this, but I think he's been a, a good acquisition. I really hope he if he could have brought someone else in instead of having him being sort of a non-entity up front. Who knows? You just don't know, do you? Is Jennings yeah. on a like a one and a half year deal or something? I really hope it's longer. Than I just... hope so. <laughs> 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 what's, look, like let's be realistic. What are your thoughts for next season? Obviously, Wrexham are up, so you've not got Wrexham to compete with in the in the league below. What uh, if Notts County come up? Then fantastic for you guys, I, I suppose. Like it is the best uh, best really that you could hope for, I suppose. But what do you think of next season going into it? Do you think you need a change at the helm first? And then manager. Which, which, which helm are you talking about? The the very top. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like John Askey, but he needs better. I mean, John, John Askey, and even in a non-league level, is a fantastic man. Like he's done it at a non-league level, so you can be quite yeah. assured at that. But yeah, no, I, has has Raj got the got the what's the word? Has he got the resources to push for a league, for a non-league? It's not necessarily the resources. Has he got the nous to manage of not manage um but own? BC or whatever other football club and I think he's been proved that he can't do very well for too long now Yeah, because like people said he's the saviour he got he obviously took you out of the National League but he's also taken you out of the EFL so he's, it kind of balances out, he's on neutral ground now isn't he, but I think he's really got to uh, he's got to consider his options here and if the thing, I know it's, like, it's easy to say he needs to sell, he needs to sell there needs to be a buyer Exactly. Um, is is there a buyer that do you, have you guys had any rumours of a buyer apart from the owners group? Who I think are looking, <laughs> oh, think are looking pretty good right now. I'd have been a great I mean, on that board, Liam. You know that. <laughs> you would have been, yeah. 
there's the con there's the constant links of the Baird group that always pops up in conversations. Yeah. Discussing Baird that today, actually, that 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 rumor was going on, and would it? Wouldn't it? Who knows? Right, but. I would have thought that they would have either come forward earlier or they're waiting for the club stock to drop slightly um, to see, to come in with a reduced bid to see if Raj was still then. Um, was there, to be honest, was their interest more of in coming in as an investor with Raj or did they want to take over? I was never sure. I don't have a clue. I no. don't have a clue. I'm, but... Part goal of the club that it's really hard to find anything about, are they? That's, that's the problem. <laughs> It's um, ridiculous. Someone needs to come in. I'm. I think Jeff and the boys from Sky should all just get together and <laughs> put together and imagine it. Just the whole panel, the whole X Sky Sports uh, News Gillette Soccer Saturday. The whole panel should just come in and buy pools. Oh yeah, I, can, I, I think it'd be absolutely unbelievable to see, but I can't imagine it. Um, let's do you know what? Let's let's not. I know it's obviously doom and gloom from a pool's perspective, but let's not take away from the Crawley perspective. I know that everyone thinks with the Wagme situation that Crawley should have been down, but the fans didn't do anything wrong. Those fans have been through the shit this season, and I think to, to stay up is massive for them, isn't it? Getting their manager switched. When they did, has worked wonders. Yep. Got Lindsay coming in and doing what he did. Yeah, can't argue with that. Hundred um, percent. But there's none of them here to talk. I thought some of them would have come on tonight, but we'll see. Well, look, let's. Uh, it's going to be a see from my, finishing, my finishing point for next season. What me acceptability playoffs minimum. What's acceptability, sorry? Next season, finishing for us, anything less than playoffs is unacceptable. And really? In the National League. Ooh, okay. Anything less than playoffs isn't acceptable. Okay, that's... Uh... Is that if it's still under Raj? Either way, anything oh, less right. than playoffs is not an acceptable season. Yeah. So, that's... That's essentially if you don't make that ask, he's done. He's not done his job right. Is that what you? It's just not right. And or being allowed to do his job right. Yeah, yeah. Who, who does the blame do fall? Right. Who, who does the blame fall at? I suppose I'm trying to work out. Like when you look at what we've had, to, what we had to go through previously, we had to totally disband our youth system to make money. I um, we had to make our media guy redundant. I. Um, when we went down, all to bring cash in just to allow this cash flow to try and build it to come back up. Haven't, and we were allowed that time where we had the parachute payments to do it after the first season, it reduces down, and again, then you get nothing. We need to be able to push and build straight away. Um, for me, anything less than playoffs in the first season down is not acceptable. Um, and we're, we'll see ourselves going completely backwards. Wait, that's you look at last season, you look at uh, Scunthorpe and you look at Oldham they've they've both really struggled um, it's, it's been horrific for those guys and look at Torquay look what's happened to them look at Yeovil again yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeovil another one are, are you are you worried 
Like genuinely, are you worried that you could get dragged into that sort of thing? Given no. how that you you don't believe that it could get that bad. No. Why? I just don't. Okay. What about you, Jill? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen and heard so many happen to so many clubs. You just don't know what's around the corner at all. I hope not. Yeah. And I'd, my gut feeling is, you know, it's a heart and head thing again. Like, I hope not, but yeah. who knows? Bloody you hope that you have. You hope you'd have enough to, uh, to to hold on there, wouldn't you? You'd hope that you've got it. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's never. Yeah, it's never guaranteed. I suppose. Oh, nothing's ever. Nothing's ever guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Let's uh, let's see how things go. Well, uh, who's, sorry. I've got a. Uh, let's have a look. I'm going to bring in Jamie. I'm also going to bring in Matt, who's a Jills fan. Um, guys, before we move on to another club, we're going to move on to the next announcement uh, for the team of the year because we're going to kind of do it bit by bit. Um, so is it my, it's my turn, isn't it, Grant? It's your turn. Oh, oh. Um, right, okay. So next up is left back. And this is going to really ruffle some feathers, I think, um, literally, because the left back as voted for by the fans, and this was a fan vote. Um, this goes to Harrogate Town and Bradford City's Matty Folds. Now, I 100% agree with this because I think he has been phenomenal for us this season before he was shipped out on loan, which baffled. You see the reaction to it? Everyone was like, oh, it was insane. And... I'll be honest, our left-hand side hasn't been the same since. I, I said to you when you came and played, if you scored, it was going to be down that side. Um, I said to Swindon on Tuesday, if they scored, it was going to be down that side because we, we, we were substantially weaker than we were before January. Um, so, yeah, Matty Folds is our number two. He is our left-back. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to Mr Folds. And uh, we move on. So, take a pick, Swindon or Gillingham? Um, do you know what? We don't hear about Gillingham enough, so let's go Gillingham. Go Gillingham first. Matt, welcome. I only know you, Gillingham, because of your profile picture. I didn't even need to click it. <laughs> yes, me me with Super Brad. Super Brad. Yeah. How, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, really good, thank you. Uh, uh, all, all the better for uh, for nicking a point off of uh, you guys yesterday. <laughs> uh, with, with with what was it, eight, eight minutes worth of extra time? Uh, added on time. Yeah, let me let me ask you a question. Go on, Where go on. Freaking hell, did he get them from? Well, okay, I'm I'm gonna put my referee's hat on for this one, and I'm I'm gonna give you my my honest opinion. I'm gonna I tell can't... you afterwards what I saw afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. So the the only thing I can think of is when uh, Robbie McKenzie went down. He he, I think he rolled his ankle or whatever it was. He was down for about two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. Plus the plus the couple of goals, obviously that was scored. Uh, uh, obviously in in the ninety minutes, uh, that that would have probably taken us to about five. I would have guessed. So. The only other thing I can think of, and if the referee's done this, then 
thank you. <laughs> He's all, it, uh, there was a couple of uh, occasions, I think, where you saw Mark Hughes was sort of uh, trying to tell the crowd to, to to keep the ball back for for a few uh, extra minutes. So whether that was why he's added on the extra, I, d- I don't know. But yeah, it was a bit weird. Eight minutes did seem like like quite a lot. It, it was bizarre. Like it, it, we we kind of agreed that five minutes was was probably the right amount. Um, when eight went up, everyone was up in arms, and you know, I, I'll I don't know if I can. Grant, can I say you saw what? I, did you read what I put in the chat yesterday, Grant? What one about full time with the referee? Yay! See ya. Can I say so? I was I was quite close to the to where the referees and stuff come off, and I heard the conversation, I heard the screaming, I heard the shouting because obviously people were frustrated. Where the hell has he got five eight minutes from? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was asked. Where did you get eight minutes from? And the referee held his hands up and went, "I know, I know," and that was his reaction. Oh, okay. Now, right. now, now what, I will say, what I will say is. Can I just say before before we move on, what I will say is I don't know if someone else shouted another question at the same time and he was answering that, but I only heard the one thing and I heard yeah. the answer. And it, it, I mean, your manager came out afterwards and said he didn't know where eight minutes. He was shocked when eight minutes went up. It was it was insane. <laughs> it really was. But do you know what? I'm not blaming that on the draw because in that second half. First half, you guys were, were brilliant. Second half, we were poor, and we should have put that game. Sorry, we second half, we were we were better. We should have put that game to bed. I mean, yeah, I'll be honest. So, I uh, in, in when you scored the first goal, um, I, I just you know, first off, it was a poor mistake by Morris in goal. He he, he should have kept that out. Uh, but when you got a striker like Andy Cook, where everything seems to fall for him, you know, it's 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 going to fall in the back of the net. Um, but from sort of from that moment on, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I kept feeling that you guys were going to go on and, and take the game to us. And um, you know, look, we defended resolutely at the end of the day. We 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 kept all your chances to to minimum, really sort of half chances. I think uh, uh, I, I, I you had one of your young guys had a, a couple of shots that um, sort of from near, near the edge of the box and trying to bend them in. But you know, you weren't really getting any sort of clear cut chances. So we were defending uh, really well against you, but. When the penalty happened, you know it, it, it was almost inevitable for you guys to go up two one because you had that much possession at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, look, ultimately, I, I think I think if you take the the whole game as as a whole, I think a point. You know, we were much better in the first half than you guys. You were much better than us in, in the second half, and I think a point is technically the fair result. But I do feel almost we like we we've we've snatched that point from you. Yeah, and, and I think like I came on your your uh, your your space last night and said the same thing. Like I feel like it's not so much the fact that we drew. I think it's the manner in which we drew, um, and it's frustrating for us because before the game, like I said, we couldn't afford to drop points. So why are we, you know, why are we wasting time? Why like it, we had possession of the ball so much that we didn't need to waste time. Like it, that's 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 what's undone us there. I mean, what I will say in the last couple of minutes is Harry Lewis pulled off some two phenomenal oh. saves. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, the the first one, the uh, sorry, the second one, sorry, the nickel Tom Nichols header. Yeah. Um, that that was uh, you know I that should have been in the back. I think most other League Two goalkeepers that's going past them, but yeah, that was a top top save, and uh, you know that that kept you guys in it then. 
Yeah, oh, without a doubt. And that's why, you know, that's why a lot of people did want um did want the uh the, the Harry Lewis to be the the goalkeeper of the season. Uh, but you know, unfortunately, it's not. What 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 are you thinking for your season then? Because obviously, your season's over. You you are you are safe. Something that you never thought you'd see. It's been no. the it's been the tale of two halves, hasn't it, for Jilly? Yeah, it's like yesterday's I, game. Well, do you know? Do you know what? Literally, uh, most most games this season, I, I feel it's always been a, a tale of two halves when Gillingham would play. Uh, but yeah, obviously, you know, first half of the season that we we were. Uh, we were poor going forward. That's the best thing I can say about, about us. We were we were poor going forward, but defensively we weren't bad. The problem is if you scored against us in that first half of the season, you were going to win the game no matter what happened. Um, the second half of the season, obviously, look, it, it's it's happened thanks to a takeover from uh, uh, Brad Gallinson. Uh, obviously, he's come in, taken us over. He gave Neil Harris uh, funds in January to sort of push us on and, and make sure that we were safe. And ultimately, that's all Neil Harris has said in all of his press conferences leading up. Let's get safe. Let's get safe. And the fact, you know, with what was it, four games to go, we, we you know, three games to go, so we, we were safe. Brilliant. We can now look forward to next season and. Look, Brad said it in his interview when uh, when uh, Leicester came to visit us at Priestfield in the FA Cup. We, we are a sleeping giant, Gillingham. We, we, we're a massive catch, cashman uh, area. We've got so much, uh, you know, in, in the in the towns of Medway. I know we're not the most favoured club in the football league, but look, at, at the end of the day, there is a lot of potential in, in the town of Gillingham. Brad sees it and look, I, I've said it on our podcast and I'll, I'll quite happily say it on here. Watch your space. I think next season Gillingham will be League Two champions. I was, I was literally. Wait, just what? I, I tell you. I, I tell you that now. Next it we, Wrexham might be coming up with all their money, but look, they had all that money last season and they didn't get promoted. So, look, yeah, I, I tell you now. I reckon Gillingham will be champions next season. Grant, you were talking about. I had what I am. Okay, it, I mean, it I took, expect it to do well. Scrunched it up and just answered it before I even got there, saying, "Where do you see next season?" Because he's putting on a right good. <laughs> well, look, look. Any, anyone that knows anyone that knows me, uh, as far as I'm concerned, Gillingham will beat you know Brazil best the best Brazil team from the 1970s, no matter what. Uh, no, in, in, look, in my honest opinion, I I do believe generally next year we will go up. Obviously, I. I Think I think we are going to be good enough. I think if we can get the right recruitment right, especially in 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 uh, the summer, we're bearing in mind what Neil Harris did with no, you know, he, he brought in eleven players in January transfer window. They've had no preseason. He's got the team bonded so quickly. I generally just feel that there's such a good thing going on at our club at the moment that I think things are just going to skyrocket us right up to the top of the league. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I've got to admit. After speaking to your fans in pre-season this year and how down they were about your chances, it's nice to hear that optimism. So, mm. fair play. Um, I'm going to say I think you're wrong, but <laughs> of course, of course, absolutely fine. Because if I think, it happens, you think Bradford are going to win League Two next season. Why would we win League Why, Grant? We don't need to win League Two when we're not in it. Um, <laughs> no, no, please don't. I'll, I'll, I'll tell me. I'll tell you my thoughts fully about Bradford later on. But I just, yeah, look, listen. If you do it, it's a phenomenal story. It's, you know what? That is the fairy tale story. Unlike the one that's been broadcast and shoved down everyone's throats, that is the. If you guys 
turn it around. It's similar yeah. to Stevenage this season. They were in the shit last year. They turned it around in the summer and they've pushed on and looks like they're getting out of this league this year. If you guys do the same, even if you don't win it, if you get out next year, that is the fairy tale story. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 I do. The league isn't. I, I think with, with, with Neil Harris, obviously, if we can keep Neil Harris, I, I do generally believe he, he will get us out of the league next year. Uh, I don't know, whether it is as champions, whether it's second, whether it's through the playoffs, just by sneaking in at the, on the last day of the season or whatever it is, I, I just have a such a good feeling with with the the energy that Brad's uh, you know is bringing in, and ultimately with any football club, it starts at the top. You know, if you've got you know if you know if you've got a good chairman in charge, everything else just seems to fall in place. And I, I just feel with Brad, we've got something here, and it's it's something special. Cracking, I like it. I like it. Um, well, thank you very much. Uh, we've had the Jill's talk. Hey, that's the, I'm glad you've come because we don't normally get Jill's talk. So that's that's good for us. Um, we are going to move on. I like a bit of positivity. It's, it's, it's even cheered me up a bit. Grant, if you, rent, if you want positivity, we're going to move on to Swindon in a minute who finally won a game properly yesterday. So it's going to get positive. But before we do, should we announce another? Do you want to announce another? I think I should announce. Uh, yeah, definitely announce another. Let's announce, I'm going to announce. In fact, we're just going to go through it top to bottom because we are doing four four two. Just just um, before you before you do, Grant. When we get further down, when the way I've wrote the tweets, I've actually by because I wasn't paying attention. Number eight and number nine, I've swapped. <laughs> Fair enough. You'll need, to, yeah. you'll need to remind me of that. I will. Yes. Yeah, so number three, Grant. Who is our third? Number three centre back. There is absolutely no doubt about who our first centre back announcement is. I've been an absolute rock this season, chipped in with goals. I was at a relegated team last season and has bounced up to be in promotion contention as none other than Carl Piergiani. Grant, that's number four. <laughs> Mate. You sent me the list. Oh, I don't know what list. I've done. It don't matter. It don't matter. I'll change it. Crack on. Well done, Piergian. When you were saying those things, I was like, this doesn't sound like number three. This is the list. This is the list that you sent me. Piergian <coughs> is number three. Oh, well, one I mean, word that... for this, guys, and it's shambles. It, would, it, would, you be, would, you, would you expect it any other way? Nah, not really. Uh, exactly. Professional and professional. The worst content in EFL history. Worst. But the funniest. And the lowest IQ, etc. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah, the lowest IQ. Um, but yeah, Cal Piagiani, first centre-back. Absolute machine this season. Mm-hmm. Um, a a centre-back that I think any team in this league would take. And that's that. That's that's a fact. Isn't it? Anyone do, do you know what? That was the signing that I seen when Stevenage made it. It was really early they announced it. I went, they mean business. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, just, I think we both did. <laughs> yeah, I think we both saw it, didn't we? Like that was when we did the the interview with Matt, and we said, "Oh, this is going to be your see, or they're going to be the underdogs this season." It's going to be one of the that is, I was like, "That's going to be one of the signs of the season." And any club would he would walk into most clubs, and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, can I just read you a really funny stat that I've read, which isn't actually League Two related, but I feel like I've got to share it. Is it the fact that Tottenham get pumped in twenty minutes? 
it's actually to do with that. Did you know that Harry Kane completed 100% of his passes in the first half against Newcastle and 31% of them were from kickoff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Let's crack on with Stevenage. Jamie's here. We haven't got the usual. We haven't got Ben today, so we might get... Uh, not Swindon, Ben's, not sorry, Steve. Swindon. We Swindon. might get Swindon in under five minutes here. It's, do you know, Ben's not here because Swindon actually done well. Yeah. Yeah, Ben would usually be here though to tell us how how amazing it is and how he was right all along. Because one win or two wins, correct, fifteen losses. Jamie, well, no, lads, it's it's great. Nine games without a win is great as long as Scott Lindsay isn't the manager. That's all I need. Yeah, well, apparently so. Apparently so. But you know, there's only one club celebrating, and it's Scott Lindsay's. We've got Amari coming in as well. Oh, Amari's here as well. So tell us, tell us what happened yesterday. Come on. Uh, I've got to be honest. We um, we were better than Wimbledon, not five one. I think it was just calamitous mistakes mainly on their part that led to that scoreline. But we were still good. They've been on a horrific run of Wimbledon, haven't they? I think like they are the bottom of the form table, um, and have been for some time. I think the only reason that you guys didn't hit the bottom of the form table was because of Wimbledon. Um, so yeah, I mean, look. There's people now and saying... And Doncaster. Oh, and Doncaster. Yeah, sorry, Wimbledon and Doncaster. So, I've seen people saying, you know, oh, well, obviously, we, you know, this proves that Jody Morris is the right man. And are you the same there? Because does that prove that? Uh, no, I've, I've been the same on this when we've been winning or losing. That I mean, I don't think anything's been proved right or wrong yet, really. I think... This is it's promising, but it's not any like we've beat we, we've got a bit lucky and beat Bradford, and then we've beat the worst team in the league. Realistically, I think it's been good, but it's not like world beating. Mm. Be interesting to see how you do when you come up against a team near the top order this week. Uh, beating one 0 last time we did that, didn't we? I said near the top, <laughs> not 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 pushing for playoffs. No, near the top. When you play, when you play, you play Stephen aren't you this week? Uh, yeah, that's a Tuesday. Yeah, that's the test. That's the big test there. Amari, what did you think of yesterday? Um, similar to what Jamie said, like it wasn't a five-one game, but I think it's not starting to come into place. But I think now we're not starting Charlie Austin as much. You can see the style of football is changing a lot. Yeah, yeah. So like, but I think Jeff got like. It's what we played yesterday, and even um, against Bradford as well. It suits him a lot more because he likes to run down the play and press it down, and I think that suits him a lot more with Wakeland mm. Wakeland to the side of him as well. Yeah, well, that was a question I asked a couple of weeks ago. Do you guys think that Swindon would be better if you dropped Charlie Austin because you're trying to put you were trying to put everything through Charlie Austin? Do you know what though? I do think it does help that Jeff Cott is a he's not a League Two player. If we're being real. He's a League One striker playing in League Two, but he's playing in the wrong team. I think is why he hasn't shown that. Because I think he's a phenomenal player at this level. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Right. Because I think at the start as well, like he scored a few goals. He like looked promising at the start, and then he kind of fell out the team a little bit. And then it's like it's not. It wasn't. It was, it was like hard for him like in the middle part of the season. Now he's like coming back into it now. Yeah, no. What what really doesn't help him as well is like he's not a natural athlete in the slightest. Like it takes him so long to get. There. Yeah, exactly. Once that, yeah. he's fit, I think he'll be good. He didn't have a preseason at Plymouth either, which didn't help. 
Mm. To be fair, neither, neither is Charlie Austin a natural athlete. Yeah, but Charlie Austin has had a run of games now and he's not been great. Jeff Cott's getting a run of games mm-hmm. and he's been excellent, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been, for me, I don't think there's be, ever been any doubt in Jeff Cott's ability all season. I don't know. I think among some Swindon fans, that have that has been. Yeah, I just think he, at times he can be a bit lazy. If I, I don't know if Jamie or Groom on that, but I, I think I think that's more of like just the way he runs makes him look. Yeah, yeah, you understand what similar I'm saying. to like, sometimes he's not yeah. Like he, he just hobbles a yeah. bit, quite a lot. Do you think so? Coming off of the like the Jeff Cott situation, just going on to Jordy Morris here. Johnny Morris has done a couple of interviews this week and it, it seems to contradict everything that your your board and your CEO and your owner and things are saying. Um, where they really have said that there's going to be a competitive budget and they've set the budget or whatever they have. And Johnny Morris has come out and said he has absolutely no idea and no conversations have taken place. Um, I think, so we had this argument the other day and to, to clear it up, Ryan from the Real EFL sort of said that it's, it's, it is usual, it's not unusual for a manager not to know the budget when there's like a director of football slash technical director. But I think what you can see in frustration from Jody Morris is that I don't believe Jody Morris was brought in under the promise of working with a technical director or a, like he believed he was going to be that one. Because I think Swindon believed that they were going to have removed Sandro by this point. That's where I, I think, think his frustration comes from. Oh, we've got the real FL coming in as well. Let's bring him in. Uh, I think, I think... Ryan, are oh, you okay? He's, he's making a mistake. He's just lent on it. I, I think Morris is doing... Richie Wellens used to do this quite a lot. I think a lot of managers do it, where they use press conferences to just try to get their way with the board if speaking to them directly doesn't work. I think he's trying to... Yeah, like dip into him. the water and see what he can get out of it, maybe, like, sort of thing. Yeah, but surely, surely that's something that they can come out and absolutely disprove, can't they? And say they they could come out and say we have sat down with Jordy Morris and we have told him his budget. So it's not like he's he's got to be telling the truth that he hasn't heard what the budget is. And I think that uh, yeah, I'm not going to deny that. I think I his think frustrations I'm... are that he was made well, most likely told that he was going to have control of that budget. Yeah, I could I could see what you're saying there, but. I think he's when you look at it, he's been in the job now, just under f- five months. Like so, or no, just no, j- nearly five months now. So, just under three. I thought he coming in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's only April, isn't it? I thought it was yeah, yeah. yeah so just under three months. So he's still got a, like he's still got a while to. Like, when we get into the window, I'm sure when the season finishes, that he will, he will know what he has then, and then we can look at build because I think, I think I always like said. Jody Morris's football, I don't think suits League Two. Like he likes to play out from the back and like he likes to. But I think if he can get the right players in in the in the window, I think we could we could do something special next season. Do you not think though when you when you talk about like that his ability and things not suiting this league? That's kind of without wanting to drag you guys down. That's kind of Kevin Betsy's. No, do you know what? That, I, that. I will caveat that by saying that's also Ben Garner, who I think got the most out of his players last oh, season. Oh, one hundred percent. But that, what I mean is, like when people say that all oh, these his style of footballs, you know, not for this. There's, there's a lot of examples of managers who have failed at this level because they've tried that. It's yeah, but to... to be fair, I think I think Kevin Betts also inherited a long ball team. As much as he signed good footballing players, the core of that squad was still 
not see it to that. Yeah, 100%. But is, is your squad suited to that? I would say, look, uh, I'd say some of it is. I wouldn't say like all of it is. Okay. Okay. I, I was about to say the same thing there, yeah. If we if we can get rid of the lot that aren't suited to it and bring in people that are, I think it can be. How many do you bring in next season to be able to compete at the business end? Five to 11, I'd say. Five to eleven, so you need to sign a whole new squad. No, I'm talking about like, like not a whole new squad. Like I'd say about five start, maybe for like, f- yeah, five starters, and then the ref like because we our bench isn't as deep as like it, it was last season because like last season we had a deep bench, but this season but where we've had you've got thirty, you've got the biggest squad in the league. If you want, that's to not get a squad. Up, yeah, you, yeah, you five to eleven turnover, and you're seeing that something special can be made. That's a massive ask. Yeah. Do you know what though? We we have it. I don't. I think we've probably had at least fifteen players in turnover since, probably since like twenty fifteen. It's a long time. Five is here as well. Five is jumping on this. What do you believe in the summer? How many do you believe need to be chucked out, and how many brought in? Um, it's very very difficult to say. I don't think as many as possibly needed to will leave. Um. It's hard to put a number on it because different people have different opinions on players. Um, I think we are we at least. I, I do agree. We probably need at least five new starters plus a better squad players. Fair play, fair play. What do you think of yesterday, Fifer? At least, listen. You can't you can't not be happy winning by the margin we did, especially away from home. Yeah. Um, I think it's the. The third time we've scored five this year, which is good for a team that I've said as much as anybody is is average at best. Um, I, I think I agree with, I can't remember which one the lad said it earlier, I apologise, but I agree it certainly wasn't 5-1 and, and we were gifted possibly three of the goals, um, you know, with, with penalty, you know, when you consider penalties and I think it was the second one was was <laughs> handed on a plate. But um, the, the, the two, the the two other goals were, were spectacularly good goals. Um, and no, and that, there were... I'd say the fifth one, you know, the build-up to that, to winning the pen, I don't think that was a gift. Yeah, 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 no, no, yeah that's, that's fair. That's fair, to be fair. Um, the, the, the two goals, the, the, the two other goals definitely did impress me, the, the cross and the header and, and such like. And, the, and like you say, the build-up play, very good. Um, I, I do... However, kind of agree with the point, Liam. I think you said as you were introducing the Swindon section, and it's a point that I've spoken to my my older brother about, and I, and I've made a point in our WhatsApp chat and stuff. Is as happy as I am for the last week, um, and that does I say week since Tuesday because I wasn't particularly <laughs> happy even after Barrow. Um, two 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 decent performances and two good results. Yeah. Don't don't cover three months of of distinct averageness bordering on shit. So yeah, that reminds the, me the, the green shoots uh... of the green shoots of recovery are there. That there there's signs, but I'm I'm not getting carried away, and I, and I think there are there are some already getting carried away after two results, and and I just err a side of caution. Ben's be my an open top buff. Oh, um. To be fair, to be fair to him, and I don't normally say this, he's been remarkably quiet about it. He's he's stayed fairly level-headed. 
Wow, I never ever thought I'd hear those words. <laughs> ben and level-headed in the same sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's just been busy the last twenty-four hours or so. But generally speaking, um, I would have expected to fall out with him about how good we are by this point. But no, no, he's he's been fairly quiet and and you know, like I say, level-headed. Uh, but there are, like I say, there are some there are some that I've just seen get. In my opinion, and and it is only my opinion, just getting a little bit carried away after two wins, and it's just reminding people that you know we did go what was it nine without a win before these two wins, so yeah. that, that's not that's not equal maths. But let, let's try and build on the positives and learn from and learn from the previous mistakes is is what I'm hoping focus, for. I uh, focus on to get HMS Pistoli going already for next season. But be, to be fair, I did sarcastically when I saw one person, I did put, yeah, everyone all aboard HMS Pistol League 2024. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, Liam, your favourite Swindon fan, Boo, uh, oh. called me a bellend the other day. Yep, that's uh, about right. Because, it's about yeah, right. because I, I said that Hutton was the uh, maybe the only bit of good recruitment Sandro's done. And he said that Sandra's done great recruitment because we've won two matches in a row, which uh, I had a look and Rochdale won two matches in a row uh, this Ooh. season. So not sure that's quite conclusive evidence. Actually, on on that subject, can I ask uh, can I ask Jamie what what's your thoughts on on Hutton's most recent uh, social media activity? Uh, <laughs> are you are you thinking it's a message to Jody or a message to the fans? Because it seems to again split everybody. I've got to be honest, I. If, what I, is this the one where he's just posted an emoji of the beach? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was just a little bit of a joke. I think probably at the fans, maybe at the media even. I don't, yeah, that I could think literally it, I be think it was at the fans. The fans were the ones saying they were on the beach. Jordy Morrison, Jordy Morrison looking on Twitter to see what Hutton's saying. He's, he's you know, he, that's, that's directed at the fans. One, in my eyes, one million percent. He's The fans have slated them. They said they were on the beat. That's a reaction, isn't it? Yeah, and he, basically, after they beat Bradford, he tweeted out and they said we were on the beach or something like that. Like, Yeah, I, to be fair, though, I, I don't know why. I don't think it's that deep, though. I don't know why people have taken it to heart so much. Because we're Swindon fans. We take everything to heart. Because we're football uh, fans. We take everything to heart. <laughs> <laughs> well... Guys, stick around. Um, let's Grant. Who's is it? My turn. It can be anyone's turn. I, no, I like doing it. You know, I like taking it in turns. Oh yeah, for players. Yeah, players. For players. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, after we've announced the next player, shall we? Uh, shall we? Look, shall we? Shall we? Uh, do you know what? We'll do Rochdale because I really don't want to end tonight on a sombre note. So, Shah, we'll get to you in one minute. But before we do, the fourth member of the lower league look and the real EFL's team of the season, it's our second centre-back. Number four, it's another Leighton Orient player, and it goes to Omar Beckles. Um, Boom. Again, thoroughly deserved, in my opinion. It it, It was tight, I'll admit. It was very, very tight between him and uh, I can't the lad from Stockport, but Beckles did edge it. So, congratulations to Omar Beckles. We are four players in, Grant. By the way, what team we've got so far? I know. Yeah, I tell you what, right now, apart from Pia Gianni, we're not scoring any goals, but I tell you what, we ain't conceding any. That's all right. How many has Pia Gianni not scored like seven this season anyway? So, I'll take exactly. that so right. we'll, we'll take his goals, um, but we've got no else yet. We play. Um, 
It's what? We've got plenty clean sheets. Oh, honestly, we're like a we're like a Daz washing powder advert. The sheets are spotless. Yeah, Umar Beckles has scored about five five goals in the last two years, I think, against Swindon. So there's a few goals in there. <laughs> Beautiful. That makes it even better. Um, Charlotte. Hello. Come on in. <laughs> How are we? I am. We'll meet again. <laughs> maybe we won't. I don't know. I, I don't maybe, think we will. Maybe we won't. <laughs> Not for a while. No. I'm, I'm, I'll go watch Halifax down next Yeah, season, do it. So Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, how was uh, it sounds like a sarcastic question but how was yesterday do you know what i kind of accepted relegation i accepted it months ago it's just not knowing where the club will be and just how much we've progressively got worse off the pitch what worries me that's what i can't deal with and that's why i'm like i don't get me wrong i'm upset with relegation but i I come to terms with it it's just not knowing what's going to go on like behind closed doors what worries me and obviously no manager no money I just don't know. <laughs> and that's... So, when you... I saw last night, correct me if I'm wrong, that there was talk of a takeover last yes, night. Yes. Um, this is another thing as well, what's kind of unsettled the fans, because half of them are on board with it. Half of them want to be on board with it, but it's bad timing. But our ex-chairman, Chris Dunphy, who obviously we had under Key Phil, you know, we brought us um, success. He managed the club really well. As soon as we got relegated, basically came out and was like, um, I've just sent a letter to the board, the current board of directors, blah, de, blah, blah. Um, I do want to have full charge of the club, but obviously it depends whether they want to accept that. But yeah, there's some fans obviously saying that's brilliant. There's some fans saying very uncertain. It's a bit bitter that he's just come out and done it as soon as we've been relegated. So, Yeah. Well, where was he before? Where was he when you were struggling? He, I know. That, I've heard other rumours as well. I've heard people saying that, obviously, he came and approached our board at Christmas. I don't know how true it is. He approached our board at Christmas and he didn't want to know. So there's a lot of, like, rumours flying around. So I don't really want to comment because I don't know what's true, what's not true. But, yeah, it's it's just a bit up in the air at the minute, our club, and it's really worrying. Yeah. So what's what's... Overall, went wrong. Because there's a fan <laughs> well, at Rochdale. Listen, is this a full podcast? <laughs> We've got all day. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is a fan ownership model at Rochdale. I'm, I'm right with that. Yeah, I think obviously, um, I'll, obviously it didn't help when Chris Dunphy apparently had ties to Key Phil and loyalties to Key Phil. So when we decided to sack Key Phil. That was when, obviously, he chose to leave. Um, and, obviously, we got um, a certain CEO in charge, David Bottomley, who it kind of went downhill from there, obviously. Then there was rumours of Martin House taking over, and then there was a hostile takeover from them, what luckily didn't happen. And then, obviously, we took a gamble on Robbie Stockdale as manager. We gave him, like the biggest budget that we'd given anyone in a while. He obviously blew it on players. <laughs> it just didn't work. We brought Jim Bentley in. Um, that didn't work. And, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. It's just, been it's just been dreadful, honestly. And, yeah, it's just it's just really worrying. And these people saying bring Keith Hill back, but 
I don't think that will change anything. I think personally, we need somebody who's familiar with the National League because we've not got a bud- we've not got a big budget. So I think to get us at least safe in National League, we need someone who's familiar with that. But then at the same time, we've got no money to get that certain someone. So yeah, it's, honestly, it's just one big like mess. Christ, I know. Well. <laughs> You and Grant next year can host the non-league. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we'll we'll stick with the newly named top tier look. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Incredible guys, we've made it. We all support top tier teams, apart from me. Uh, not not Charlotte and <laughs> yeah, Grant. Yeah, not me. Um, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Still top tier for another week. But do you know what? It's, it has been a shit show. But we'll 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 still keep an eye on things like I, the, the guys at Rochdale have like always been good to us or, or good to me anyway. When I when I've got in touch and asked for things, and we'll definitely stay in touch and we'll definitely keep an eye on things that yeah, are going definitely. on. You'll there. have to come we'll, to another game again. Oh, we will definitely. We'll do. Definitely. Don't please don't yeah. forget about me. <laughs> we, we won't forget about you. Which I'm, I'm sure. We still let's got do that. The, private... Let's do the pools, Rochdale. Down Yay! Oh, Let's do it. Yeah. Yes, I'm up for that. It's, it's <laughs> happening. But you're not. You're not getting rid of me and Jill that easily, Shall? No. Oh. I'll bring. I'll bring a tin pot with me, and whoever wins the game gets it. <laughs> the most tin pot. Do you know what? I do not think we it. will win the game. So I don't even <laughs> think we'll win a tin pot. <laughs> it can still go. It can still go viral. It, oh, that's not nice. <laughs> I mean, they're going to relegate us next week, so may as well. And do you know what? Absolutely brilliant that it's going to it's going to be that as well, Grant, because you are getting betrayed left, right, and centre. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and 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 when we look at the fact that then Whitfield is going to be um, going up against Askey, former manager, you know what he's going to want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Well, let's. Uh, can we just say that Ryan has confirmed that he did arse press the request <laughs> button? He did. He did. I'm going to add Russell as a speaker so we can get on to uh, to Mansfield next. But before we do, Grant! Knee slides. Knee slides and everything. Grant, give us an announcement for the uh, the next Ooh, yeah. member of the, player of the team of the season. I do need to do that. So, we are continuing along our defence. Uh, be waiting for two seconds. <laughs> da, 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 da. Right, so we are coming in to a, a right back. I'm. Do you know what? There's not even any. De- I don't think there's any debate who this is. Country Mile, best right back in the league, Kyle Noyle. Doncaster, straight over to Stockport, and he's continued to impress. Doncaster fans were. Devastated when he left, and he just went from strength to strength at Stockport, and really helped push them into a top top position to be one of the favourites to go up this season. What a player! What a defence we've got. He's been absolutely massive um, for for them, and watching him, like I've watched him play quite a lot, and he's been he's been insane. So let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, to Mansfield, let's have a look at that Mansfield. Russell, welcome. Tell us about yesterday. Another win. You got one over Steve Evans. 
Super Mansfield! Hey, oh, hey, Super Mansfield, sorry. I had to get that in. So, I, I'll just put it in. So, last week, when yourself and Grant was all, like, doubting me um, and, and saying, what if Mansfield don't win? I genuinely, genuinely can sit in my high horse and say, I told you we would win. I told you we would not lose. And that's what happened. So, okay. at least I deserve a pat on the back for that. Can I just can I just say, though, two weeks ago, I sat on your space when you said that you were absolutely shit and your manager needed to be sacked. Well, technically, I didn't say the manager needed to be no, sacked. You, you and... agreed. You agreed. So, technically, if you're getting a pat on the back for one, you've got to be looked at I, for the I, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, just... bear with me. Let, me. let me sit down on someone's front wall because I'm walking back from pub. Sorry, yeah, though. I'm starting to um, I backed. But, I actually backed Mansfield in my coupon this week. You did, and you did, Grant, you. and you said, Grant, you said if anyone was going to upset this week's odds, it'd be Mansfield. And I appreciate that because Mansfield and Hartlepool go hand in hand. And genuinely, I I went to Hartlepool away, and I, you fans were lovely, mate. I sat in a, sat in one of your four pubs, had a few beers, and I I. You know, I'm sad to see you go now, mate. It was lovely genuinely. to see you that day, Rusty. It was great. Gen- genuinely, Jill, I hope you stay up. Genuinely. I know it's a hard... It's <laughs> a hard time. still but, got any hope. <laughs> but, but genuinely, I hope you stay up. But m- moving on to Mansfield, I mean, I know it's Matt's not here. Where, where is Matt? Where is Matt? Happy's fan in league and he's not here tonight. He's been, you know, he's, he's coming back. Well, he's not here now, is he? Well, no, he's not. He's coming back. So, 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 I'll call it as it is, right? Mansfield outshitted Stevenage. We played them off the pitch. Your fat bastard manager came on, tried to make it at half time. He walked through all the Stags fans and he tried to make it about him. It wasn't about him, it was the fact that Mansfield were better. And and fair play to Stevenage, you're going to get promoted. We, regardless of the result, you're going to get promoted. And I genuinely hope you enjoy it. But Steve Evans walked through the Mansfield fans, giving it the big end. Did you leave giving it the big end? Did you fuck? And and sorry for like saying that on 606, because I know people are going to listen to it back and think all oh, Mansfield fans are like swearing a lot. But genuinely... Steve Evans gave it the big one about coming to my team in my town, giving it the big one. You're left with nothing. But can I can I just play devil's advocate on that there? Like, he, so he did say. Obviously, you, you said there that he tried to make it about him. Every single tweet, almost from your fans, was about Steve Evans. So it kind of was like no one's talking about the result. Everyone's talking about the fact that you got one over Steve. That's that's all they cared about. Yeah, and genuinely, I'd agree with that. But the problem is, right, so I'll, I'll tell you how it is. Um, I feel that I'm quite a level-headed Mansfield fan. Um, the, the first half, he went up the side doors and he went into his seat, no problem. Second half, when Stevenage came out, he walked through the Mansfield fans. So he walked along the touchline and then up through the Mansfield fans, right? And I'm not knocking Stevenage, so 
like Stevenage fans, like honestly, this isn't about you. This prick nearly bankrupt my club. He nearly sent my club bankrupt, right? He's walking through Mansfield fans, giving it the big I am. What does he expect? Honestly, sit down and ask yourself about a League Two team, right? If if a bloke turned up who nearly bankrupt your club with shit signings and fucked off to China and then walked through like he was Johnny Big Bulls, would you not give him abuse? You would. What, 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 when you say nearly bankrupt you, what, what do you mean? So, so, so basically, right, Steve Evans approached Jonathan and Carolyn, wanted all these signings making, right? Yeah. And, and they made it. They, they backed him to the hills, right? They threw money at it. We're not... I know, I know like, you'll, you'll sit there and say Mansfield paid big wages, and I get that. This bloke literally wanted average players on over-average contract, Right? And 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 the fact is, right, and I'll give Steve Evans his credit, right, he's a good manager. But the fact is, he'd have got us promoted had he not turned around and said, I've had an offer from China, which was bullshit, I'm off to manage in China. Turns up at Gillingham. Right, so, I mean, I, I took history at GCSE level. I didn't take, like, geography, but I'm pretty sure Gillingham's in England, not China. But if I'm wrong, someone will correct me. Well, I mean, we don't know what happened. Maybe there was an offer in China. Maybe it, it, it backfired. Maybe it changed. But, I mean, the fact is, and I think Steve Evans alluded to this, he's got your highest win percentage as a manager since 1976. So, Mate. on the pitch, and really what he did for your club, he didn't take you backwards. He didn't, like, what these players that he signed, he quite clearly was capable of getting results from them. Right, right, and I appreciate that. And he will sit there all day and cry in interviews about how is he, how he's better than Ian Greaves or how he's even with Ian Greaves. Keep a Mansfield legend out, you fucking mouth. Like, honestly, and I'm really sorry about this. Um, like, honestly, right, did he take us up? No. What he did is bottled it and walked away to a fabricated job in China that he wasn't good enough for. He nearly bankrupt my club. And I know people are sitting here listening to it and go, oh, he's been over dramatic and Mansell fan. The bloke nearly killed my club. And you've seen Rochdale go down. You've seen other teams go down. That could have been us. John and Caroline threw so much money at Steve and we could have been promoted, genuinely. We could have been promoted over it. But he walked away. He bottled it and walked away. Sorry. But you know you've got you know that you've got higher budgets now than you had under Steve Evans. But but we haven't. We really you have, you have you you genuine you last season you have the highest budget you've had since returning to the EFL. <laughs> but like realistically, on and and I'll ask this to you and I'll ask this to Grant. If somebody sits there and tells you, I can get your team promoted on X amount of budget, you will throw money at it. What you don't expect, and genuinely, maybe not so grand, maybe more at Leo, is the fact that you don't expect your manager to walk out halfway through a season. And 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 like, I'm not I'm not knocking any team that Steve Evans has been promoted or as a manager, but he, he left us in the shit, mate. 
Oh, he did. Oh, without a doubt, he did. He did leave you in the shit. Like I, I won't deny that. But I think that it's it's. I suppose if he's told that there's a job and you know it's going to be a lot more money, and you know it'd be silly not to take it. What I will say is that it's all right saying you don't want your manager to leave halfway through because it leaves you in the shit. But we're happy to sack managers halfway through. And, you know, stop them doing the job. And, you know, even when they are performing, you know, you guys were sat one pl- one place outside the playoffs and your your fans were calling for your manager to be sacked. Like, last week, as soon as, um, what's he called? As soon as, uh, who was it who they wanted last week? Oh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, who no, and, and I'm not going to defend that. Mansell Town fans won. And, and realistically... Liam, I'll be honest, you want the same. If if a local Bradford boy, born and bred, played for your team, yeah. loved the team, and had success as a manager, and I'm not saying he was shit, had success as a manager, and Mark Hughes wasn't doing what you wanted him to do, you would want that hometown boy to be there and to, and to be in charge of your team. And I get it. And to be honest, I've... I'd, on my on my Twitter space, obviously I've had a bit of drunk drink, so I get a little bit defensive, but like in genuinely you want your team to do the best. And and the fact is, right, realistically, and I'm not knocking Daryl Clark, would Mansell Town fans want him if he was from Bradford, right? And I'm just pointing in Bradford out because you're a Bradford fan. Yeah, yeah. Would Mansell Town fans cry out for Daryl Clark to manage Mansfield? If he was a Bradford City, let's say legend, mm-hmm. no, they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And and the problem is sometimes heart rules head, and I, and I get doubt. that. Yeah, without a doubt, and I I, I, I agree, and I'm not I'm not disputing that. I think my point I was making was like <clears throat> you guys are obviously unhappy that Steve Evans left halfway through, and you didn't expect him to. But like most of your fan base is happy to just sack Nigel Clough right now when you won position outside the playoffs with a game in yeah. hand. And that, Mate, that, that to me is kind of that is you know you can't have a go at Steve Evans for walking away for a better offer what he believed to be a better offer, um, and at the same time say that that shouldn't be allowed and that's disgusting and he killed nearly killed my club because of it. But at the same time, your fans are saying, "Well, let's fuck off Nigel Clough, who's got us one place outside the player." Like it's it, those are two different. You can't have both. You've got to have one or the other. And you yeah. know what, like. It's like going. Yeah. It's like going back to the old Swindon argument. <laughs> they were saying get rid of Scotland. They were just outside the playoffs, but, and it's almost yeah. like a better, better the devil you know scenario, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And to, to answer and, your question, you Russell, on the on the legend thing, we we've done it. Like we've brought back the legend, the hometown legend, the best player we've ever had at our club is Stuart McCall. We brought him back um, three times, and it's never worked. <laughs> it doesn't always work, and the head always does rule heart, but. I think right now you guys would be so silly to to, to remove Clough in the position. It, it would rock the boat far too much. And you know what? If in the summer, if you fail to go up and Clough don't feel like he can really push on, then fine, look at Daryl Clark. But, you, you, yeah, it's to, to see the tweets yeah. that I saw, I kind of stayed out of the conversation because I've had Stags fans in my inbox all season having to go at me for having an opinion. So I've stayed out of it. But seeing the tweets where they're saying... Let's get Clark in. Get rid of Clough. We need to get rid of Clough. And I'm like, you one position outside the playoffs with a game in hand. Like, stop. It's, surely you've got to understand that he's so close to getting you where you know you you want you think you should be this season, which right now is the playoffs. 
Yeah, yeah, and definitely. And and obviously, I've had a bit to drink, so I get on that Mansfield high horse because <laughs> that, that genuinely, that's what you do. You love your club. You have a few beers. You get on that high horse, and I am on that high horse. But genuinely. Let's look at it really silly. Steve Evans walked out on that club when there was near promotion, right? He just fucked us off for a job in China, which didn't exist, right? So that's it, right? And yesterday, right, and I'll be honest, Stevenage lost to the better team. And if any Stevenage fan comes on here and says they were better than Mansfield, they wasn't. Stevenage lost to the better team. And I said last week when I came on here full of confidence that they wouldn't beat Mansfield and it didn't happen, did it? Did Stevenage walk away with three points? No, they didn't. And I'm telling you, I'll, I'll oh. be on it. God, I feel like Kevin Keegan on that, on that run, you know, and I'd love it. I'd love it if they beat them. But genuinely, the fact is, right, Mansfield are on the up. We're the form team in the league. We've got players coming back from injury. On, and do you know what? Honestly, I don't even care if Mansfield go up. Do you know what? Genuinely, I am proud of this team. We've had injury after injury after injury, and we've come back and we faced it. And if Nigel Clough decides at the end of the season, who's out of contract, that he doesn't want to stay, then that's fair play to Nigel. But really silly. Daryl Clark, right? And, and I'll be honest, fans want Daryl Clark because he's a Mansfield lad. He was brought up in Ladybrook. He's had his problems in life that I won't go into. You can Google it and find it. But genuinely, Daryl Clark's a Mansfield lad. That's why fans want him. When the Cowley brothers got sacked, Mansfield fans didn't want the Cowley brothers because they're not local, right? And, and yeah. uh, I feel like I've gone on massively. But really silly, and, and I'll pull it back to you know, Saturday's game, Mansfield played well. James, the the downside was the referee. The, the referee let things go for Mansfield and Stevenage. Danny Rose should have been sent off four minutes. You can't hit a player in the face and then get away with it because that's exactly what he did. And if any Stevenage fan comes on here crying about Danny Rose, he hit a player in the face and it were in front of me. Should have been off. I, I have I have a question that's been put in the comments um, about the Steve Evans bankruptcy thing, and I think it's a fair question to ask. It's if he's nearly bank if he did nearly bankrupt your club, why is he still so close with your owners? He's he's not, and they, the problem they are, is they are close. Like I I know that for a fact that they are. Yeah, close. yeah, but uh, genu- genuinely, Liam, and, uh, and and like I will call you out on this. How do you know he's so close to John and Carolee? None of us know. Well, None we, of us now. We we speak to him. What we, what we, Steve? We, Evans? We've had conversations with Steve Evans about his entire right. career before right. we're getting him on for an interview, and he's related. He doesn't have. There's a couple of clubs he has bad relationships with, and yours isn't one of them. Right, right. Genuinely, though, and and I'll be hundred percent honest. If Steve Evans told me it was raining outside, I'd go out and fucking check, because the bloke, like, like genuinely. And I know you're going to say, like, Steve Evans this, Steve Evans that, right? The bloke makes it all about him. You look at his post-match interview. It wasn't about the fact that Stevenage lost. It was about the fact that Mansfield fans abused him, right? So, so at the start of the game, at the start of the game, security and the police took him outside the ground and up, up the stairwell, away from Mansfield fans, away from the abuse. And I get it, right? 
Second half, right, when they come out, he walks all the way past the Mansfield fans. He walks all the way up through Mansfield fans. And the fat cunt, sorry, has the audacity to turn around and say, our fans abuse him. Well, don't fucking walk through them then. That's it. End of story. And, and like, you know me, and I'm very much down to earth and honest as a stag sign. I feel like I'm not biased, but I probably am at times. But don't, don't walk through our fans. If you don't want the drama, then don't walk through our fans. End of story. Our fans abused you for being a fat, useless manager, and you nearly bankrupt my club. They didn't they didn't throw anything at you. That is a counterproductive. That is that is what you've just said there is not true. You've just said he's a useless manager. He has your best win percentage in nearly in in over forty years. That is not. A, I get that you're annoyed that he left, but you can't knock his managerial credentials because he did at your club what no one else has done. Like that's right. unreal. So, so stop, stop. On honestly, stop. Right, and I'm not getting on a moral high horse because I'm drunk and all the rest of it. Did he take Mansfield up? No, he didn't. Has, has, no, has no, Nigel no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Before you get on the win percentage and all that, did he take Mansfield up? No, no he didn't. Flickcroft, no. did he take Mansfield up? No, he didn't. Did Nigel Clough take Mansfield up? No, he hasn't until playoffs when we're going up, but... You know what? Genuinely, he can sit behind and hide behind statistics. He walks out on us when we needed him the most, right? And win percentage. It's not with win percentage. It's the fact that he walked out on a town that needed him, on on a town that cheered him on. On a, on a town that got behind the team. He just fucked off and went to a make-believe job in China, right? That's not, that's what, that's not what I'm talking. I'm not talking. I'm not disputing that. I'm disputing that he's a crap manager because he, is, he isn't. And he's proven that at your club. Regardless of whether you think that he is, He in 76 games, he won 35 of them, a 46% win rate. Like, he is a... A, he is a good manager and he was a good manager at your club. That's the point I'm trying to make to you. It's not about what he did. I don't know what he did. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I, can, I will ask the question because when we interview him, it'll be a really interesting conversation to have about why he didn't go to China if he said he was going to. But it's the, 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 the you can't knock his managerial credentials of what he did at Mansfield because what he did at Mansfield was better than what anyone else has managed to do at Mansfield. Um, like that's that's the point I'm making. Oh, oh, Matt's got his hand up. Matt, are you uh, what? Because you obviously a Gillingham fan, you'll know as well. Jump on, jump on in. Just yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, in my, in my honest opinion of Steve Evans, that before uh, how it end, before before the way it ended, and it didn't end in the best of circumstances, I don't think. But with with the budget that Gillingham had at the time when we were in League One, with the with the players that he managed to get in, I I've got to say we were that close in in the COVID season to to going up. Had it I had the um uh, the COVID not have happened, you know we'd be able to complete the rest of the games. We might have won more and potentially got into the playoffs. We you know he is a good manager, 
but I do generally think uh, me personally I think as a as a person I don't necessarily agree with him most of what he says I don't like the way he speaks in certain press conferences but he is a very good football manager yeah I think I think that's fair enough you can like the things that he did when he left your club Russell absolutely fine you, you can feel that way I don't know the ins and outs of it I, I'd love to know the ins and outs like you say when I, when I said to you about how he still has a good relationship with your owners, you said no one knows. At the same time, no one knows what actually went on behind the scenes when he left. Only Steve Evans knows. Um, and your owners probably know. And I think if you know if he's telling the truth and he does have a good relationship and someone else has said that he does have a good relationship with your owners, then maybe everything ain't what it seems. Maybe there is more to it. Maybe, you know, maybe they, he went with their blessing. Maybe they knew that, you know, Maybe they they let him go. I don't know. We don't know. We'll never know. But yeah. look, you're outside the playoffs. You've got yeah. a game in hand. So I think I you're going to do it. I don't want to interrupt you, Liam, but can I talk about the Stevenage game? Honestly, like I know I've had a bit to drink, but those lads put everything on the line. Every shot was blocked, and and they just played amazing. The referee was poor throughout both for Mansfield and for Stevenage, and I'll give that Stevenage fans before they come in. The referee was poor for both. But genuinely, the lads wanted it. And what makes me sad is that we're sat here now and I'm talking about a fat Scottish bastard when he shouldn't be spoken about because... What should Grant, be spoken about? Grant, what... You leave Grant out of this, Russell. You leave Grant out of this. <laughs> but, but genuinely, genuinely, what should be spoken about is James Gale. James Gale, twenty-one years old, and he scored two in two. And and I get on my horse, and some people will be listening to this laughing, and I get it. You've got to be passionate about your team, and genuinely, I am Mansfield through and through. James Gale has come on. And done a job for us in both games, and they they gave the goal to Caledon, which, but genuinely, it it came off James Gale, and I'll, I'll openly admit it. Second off, Stevenage were the better team, and I'm sure Matt will come on later and agree with me. Second off, it was like you know, guns at the Alamo. We had to defend, and we did it, and we took three points. And realistically, we played so well. Um, you know, we defended well, we we attacked well, and it could have been, you know, we could have scored a lot more than one, but we didn't. But the main thing is, Mansfield are ticking over, and I know you being a Bradford fan, you know, we've all got team bias, but genuinely, don't sleep on Mansfield, because we're there, we're pushing on, we might be out of the playoffs on goal difference, but... I don't know if Marshall's in here and I'm a little bit drunk, so I don't want to embarrass myself. But genuinely, Marshall, I'm I'm on a shit wage and I'm a little bit drunk. But if if you want to let Mansfield Town win, mate, I've got two crates of Madry and three bottles of Jägermeister for your boys on way home. You know? <laughs> I, I yeah, yeah, Russell, 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 here's my point on that. If you were as good as you say you are, you don't need them to let you win. Mate, honestly, we don't, we don't need to. We don't. Hey, go then. So smash them. Go out and smash genuinely, them. Knock, genuinely, them, knock them down right? a peg or two. Get yourself right, in the I'm... playoffs because we've never slept on Mansfield. We like I, I don't like we genuinely have never ever knocked Mansfield to that point. We've always like last season we thought you were going to win the league at one point. Um, we we always thought that you would be like this season. We thought you'd challenge. You haven't. 
you go into the playoffs, you can still do it. No one's sleeping on Mansfield, but yeah, you know, genuinely you say that, but genuinely those people here, like obviously I've got the like the group up and people are putting laughing emojis and all the rest of it. We are nine unbeaten now, and we are going on a run. And I know you say it's a joke telling Marshall we've got Jaegers and 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 like Madry and all that, and I have a bit of banter, but realistically, Orient's going to turn up at a rocking film mill and you're going to lose. That That's it. S- simple thing. You ain't walking away from the mill with three points because we're going to win. And okay. I know... I know people are laugh, and I know I know I sound like Bradford fans now, nah, and I get it. Yeah, trust me, I've never met Bradford fans this this passionate and this this obnoxious about their team. I, honestly, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say I'm obnoxious. Uh, obnoxious. I've had a, I've had a couple of beers, and I'll be honest, but I, I love my club and I love my town, and you know what? Genuinely, it means so much for Mansfield to get promoted. I know. Okay. Can I make a suggestion? What? You know your promise of two crates of Madri and what was it, three bottles of Jaeger? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a funny feeling after listening to you in the last 20 minutes that there ain't two crates of Madri and three bottles of Jaeger left. Mate, on it, on it, honestly. <laughs> but honestly, I'm I'm staggering home now and there is some Madri and some Jaeger left. But but genuinely, and th- and this is the worst thing, whenever I beer, I become like the ultimate Manchester Town fan and nothing's <laughs> gonna beat us. And I and I get it, and some people will be listening going, Oh my god, that fucking dickhead. But but genuinely, and and I appeal to everyone. Don't sleep on Mansfield. We're doing good things. We're, we are we are a little town, literally. I'm walking through it now. And the problem is, we're a town surrounded by Nottingham Forest and Derby fans. And, and, and you know, the fact is, right, if people are listening and, and just listening to their hearsay and all the rest of it, go and watch your local team. Because, like, Arsenal and Liverpool and all that shit in the Premier League, they don't need your money. What 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 your local teams need is money, and they need you to get behind them. And yeah. also, they'd really appreciate the fact that Stockport is shit. But but genuinely, <laughs> no, un- honestly, Russell, and, um, get Russell, get yourself home, get yourself home because I'm worried that you're outside. Get yourself home and get yourself settled, mate. Right, and in the morning no. when you text no. me and you go, ah. Oh, Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, I'm quite proud of this. I'm not, I've not offered to get me not out, and I've not said we're bigger than anyone, and I'm quite proud of this. But n- no, genuinely, um, and and like I'll, let, I'll end this segment on Mansfield because Matt's not here, surprisingly enough. Um, but but genuinely, I'll end it on this. Mansfield played really well on on Saturday. Every man wanted that ball, and we deserve that three points. So that's the end of it. That that's the end of Mansfield because they don't want to talk about that fat bastard. <laughs> he just wants to make it about himself. Um, and and to be honest, I fucking hate him. So <laughs> that, that's literally my, my... Go get yourself to bed. And go and so, sit down. Right? One minute. <laughs> Thank you. One minute. One minute. Can I end this? Can I end this on a on a walkout? Please let me end this on a walkout. Well, I mean, the space ain't over, but I'd I'd like to end my moment of talking about. Walk, walk, walk I'd yourself like to, out. 
I'd, I'd like to end this moment of talking about the best team in the land, Mansfield, obviously, um, by saying, genuinely, Hartlepool fans, and I'm not taking the piss, I am genuinely gutted because I fucking loved your ground. The fact that your your fans were amazing and the fact you've got a pub at every corner is incredible. Honestly, I absolutely love that. But, right, so uh, so I'm going to end this on a walk down, right? Are you ready? You ready? Can, can I have a countdown? Has someone got a drum? <coughs> Three, two, two, one. One, go. Right, okay. Hartlepool fans, stick with your team. Even if they're going on league, turn up week in, week out and back home. You've got the best ground going. You've got the pubs. You've got the support. That is my message to Hartlepool fans. We've been there. Mansfield fans, we've been there. We've come back and all the rest of it. And I'm going to end it on this. Fuck Bradford and fuck Stockport. Stags are going up. Right, I've sent Russell to listen now <laughs> because I've got a feeling. Russell, that was Russell, ladies and gentlemen, supporter of the eighth best place team in the league. Um, let's just <laughs> He's going to be clicking requests now. Um, can, can, but... can, I ju- can I just quickly say, do you know what? I genuinely loved him. Oh, honestly, every few, weeks, every few weeks we get that Russell and it's awesome. We know when it's coming. Um, but yeah, no, fair play. Look, let's, uh, Grant, we'll, we're going to move on to Barrow in a minute because Dan's here. But before we do, we're going to do a double. I don't I don't know how anyone or anything, even a, a double announcement can follow Russell. Well, we're going to have to try. So, Grant, crack on with the uh, the sixth <laughs> member of the team. It's I think it's our, uh, is it the first central midfielder? Do it. You want me to do it? I'm still laughing. Right, guys, the first central midfielder of the lower league look and the real EFL's team of the season. Um, again, this was quite an easy one. This was uh, like miles ahead of the others around him at this point. Uh, Carlisle United, which pains me to say, Owen Moxon, um, fair play. He's had a phenomenal season. I- I'll be honest, before Christmas, it was one that I hadn't really paid much attention to, but since then... People have been mentioning him, kept an eye on him. So, yeah, Owen Moxon, the first member of the uh, central midfielder, the first of two. Grant, we're going to do a second one. Are you ready or do you want me to announce the second as well? No, no, I'm ready. I've I've managed to gather myself. Uh, Second one, I'm... Is it the most goal... He's got the most goal contributions of any player. No. Oh, he's up there. Goal contributions. He's got got the most assists. The most assists. Man, what a player. Elliot Watts of Salford. Yeah. Elliot Watt of Salford City coming in as our seventh. Um, so that's our two central midfielders there. Um, let's crack on to Barrow. I mean, Dan. I'm guessing Dan's a little bit more sober than, than um, Russell. I think Russell's drunk more today than Dan has in his life. <laughs> Dan, well done. Dan, you sound like you're inside a, like a Pringles tube again. Is that better? That's better. Yeah, I don't know what you do, but you do it every week. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome. Tell us what happened yesterday. Uh, I thought both teams didn't. Well, it was one of them games where a lot of chances from either team. Carlisle get the cut edge chance from a corner where Farman don't know what he was doing. Like he should, he could have caught it, but no, decides to palm it away, and then their players there to 
get on the end of it instead. I thought it went behind the goal from what, what my view was, but it didn't go into the back of the net. Fair play, fair play. Uh, yeah, I, I spoke to a couple of people yesterday who said that they actually felt that you guys were the better team. Yeah, um, but we were. It, it, you were just very unlucky. Um, so yeah, no fair play. I mean, what are you are you disappointed with how your seasons ended, considering how it started? Yeah, because I thought, well, I thought we should have we should have gone to Swindon, got three points from there, gone to Grimsby, and maybe got a point from that, but. Is what it is like now. Top ten finish, massively, massively still happy with how our season's planned out. With at the start of the season, everyone has right wrote us off and were the teams to go down. But I'm I'm more than happy with where we where we finish if it's top ten or just outside the top ten. Fair play. I think I think going into the season, if we'd have offered you that, you know, anyone that. Barrow would have taken it, but I think you know when you when you look at this season's league position to last, it's a massive success. But I, th- I do feel that when you look at where you were this season, and you know you look at the run of games that you had in front of you to to not be higher and not be knocking on the door of the playoffs, I think is a bit of a it's a bit of an anticlimax. Um, you you are good enough to, uh, to to sort of push on and and be there, but you you just for whatever reason didn't. One thing that I do want to say, Harrison Neal, please put pen to paper on a permanent contract. Please. Does Harrison Neal? He's on loan from Sheffield United, but things that I have been hearing that there's negotiations ongoing with him potentially maybe staying for another season. It's to do with if Sheffield United go up. Yeah. more of a chance that he could stay, but depends on if Sheffield do go up. I don't know. They probably will. I don't know what the points are looking like in the championship. Yeah. Well, it's one to keep an eye on. Be an interesting summer for you. Um, we but... definitely bring a goal scorer and that's one thing we need to improve on. Well, that, that's the thing. I think you, you've got, whether you keep him or not, you've got one of the best sort of wingers slash forward players in the league in Whitfield. You need him to you need him to be able to put it on the head of someone or on the feet of someone because um, you can put those chances in all all day all game long. But if you've got no one to finish them, it's it's pointless. Imagine um, Whitfield putting it into Andy Cook. Honestly, it, mm. it genu- genuinely, Andy Cook scored I think forty six percent of our goals this season. If we'd have had Ben Whitfield on the wing crossing into him, he'd have scored seventy eighty percent. Like it would have been disgusting. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. That's a that's a that's a beautiful one there. But um, yeah, Dan, thanks for coming on. Um, Grant, number is it number nine? Number eight? Number eight? We're no, going to announce eight. number eight. Is this? Eight. I mean, you said one of them. No, no, I haven't. I haven't swapped them. Num- number eight is uh, left wing. I thought I had swapped them until I read the message and realised that I'd swapped them in the folder, but I'd actually told you the wrong way around anyway. <laughs> ah, well, left wing. It is... Sam Hoskins. I think that's probably one of the most obvious ones. Yeah. Northampton, Sam Hoskins coming in. Um, he doesn't have, again, put, an unbelievable season for him. Pushed Andy Cook all season. 
um, for for the, the you know the golden boot, so to speak. Uh, yeah, absolutely incredible season for Sam Hoskins, which is yeah, you know, like, if he'd have beaten Andy Cook, I'd have probably been a bit begrudged about putting him in there, but you know he hasn't. So, uh, but yeah, no, phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, Phenomenal season for him. It looks like they might do it this season, doesn't it, Northampton? It's looking yeah. Like... Yeah, I wish they'd done it already. Mm. I really wish they had. Mm. Um, we've got we've got Ben joining us. We're going to move on to Leighton late, to Orient now. We've got the champions coming in to see us. Ben, welcome. Thanks for coming. Uh, tell us tell us a little bit about your weekend. Well, it was an excellent weekend watching the O's get promoted uh, on Tuesday and then obviously today, uh, sorry, yesterday, seeing us win the league. Uh, it's a great feeling because I think over, over time we've gone, we've gone through our fair share of hardship. With, uh... Oh, we've lost him. I think he just went in a tunnel or something like that. Yeah, well, I agree. They've gone through their fair, hardship, fair share of hardship. They dropped out of the league. They had all that to deal with. Yeah. You know what? Well, uh, let me. I'll do one more announcement while we're waiting to see if he comes back. Should we do that? Let's go for it. This will be a right wing. So this is right wing. So the ninth member of the lower league look in the real AFL team of the season is right wing. It's our number nine. Um, not quite sure why it's number nine, but it's just because it was nine from the queue. Uh, from Barrow, we have Ben Whitfield. Friend of the podcast. What, what, Grant? Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Ben Whitfield, an absolute whirlwind of a season for him. Coming up last season with Stockport, thinking that he was going to play a part for them this season and being sort of shipped out to Barrow. And I think, I'll be honest, like seeing him move off to Barrow was kind of the opposite of what you would want. No offence, Dan, but, you know, when you look at your last season, you look at a club like Stockport, you, you wouldn't want to be taking that step. You would want to be sort of pushing on. But he saw, you know, Pete Wilde saw something in him and he saw something in Pete Wilde. And, yeah, you know, what a season he's had. Absolutely incredible. And he'll be happy with that, I think. I hope I get a text. Um, I hope I get a signed shirt, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> I get a signed shirt and then I'll take a picture of me wearing it and send it to Dan. That's all I'll do. Um, so we've got a job with the Orient fan hasn't come back. I'm guessing that tunnel's massive. Uh, so we've got Daniel. We'll bring Daniel in because I believe, if I remember rightly, Daniel, you're a Doncaster fan. He is a Doncaster fan. He is a Doncaster fan. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about to get grim. Daniel, welcome. Come tell us about Doncaster. Oh, where should we start? Um, no, it was just, I was interested earlier hearing uh, Russell talking about Daryl Clark, obviously, among other things. Um, no, I've just, I've just been thinking the last few days um, about some of the managers who are out of work and actually who are realistic targets um, at this level. I mean, obviously, Clough has been mentioned, you know, he might be out of contract and leaving um, obviously <laughs> we hope it works out with Danny Schofield but we're now down to 30 points from 30 games and third from bottom in the table since he's taken over um, and given McSheffrey was sacked with a record of one and a half points a game 
from the first 14 games. I think at best, he's going to get the start of next season. And I think if he gets the start and it doesn't go great, then we're going to be in exactly the same position as we were this season, if not worse. So I was just looking ahead, really, and thinking if we have got these significant funds, which are being mentioned, who are actual realistic targets? I've got sort of nine names written down and I'd be interested to hear what other fans on here think of some of the names and whether they are sort of league team managers, if that makes sense. Um, do, do you know what? It all depends on what that budget is because managers don't come to clubs without being told what they're going to have to spend. Um, it's it's probably impossible to call. I Grant, you'll you know, I'll swear by Dave Artel as a as a manager at this level. Yeah. Um, if you're wanting look, if you're wanting flash, quick, exciting football, then. Dave Attell's not that man. He's want, he's effective. If you're wanting to get out of this league and you're wanting a manager that can can work within a very tight budget, then he is the man. Like without a doubt, he is the one that will take you forward. Look at what he did it with Crew with one of the smallest budgets in League Two. He then got them eleventh in League One with the smallest budget in League One. It's for me. It's it's insane that he hasn't been picked up since he. Since well, since last summer, uh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that that would be me. I was going to say, I think my feelings are if the budget is as it is or it is low, then you would stick with Schofield because we've actually, you know, he's 30 games in now. You might as well carry on the path you've got. Give him a summer. But if, if we have got funds which would put us among, I mean, like, so I've got no idea about the financial side of a club or the division but if there are funds to invest would you not appoint a sort of experienced manager who's been there and done it and I think you'd have to say if it was my yeah. money you would do you know what I mean um, yeah no definitely uh, you, you've, I, I think you've got to give him a summer I do think you've got to give him at least a summer because yeah, if it, whatever the funds are he hasn't had a transfer window where he's had money and he's had a backing so it's it's unfair, I think, to judge him at this point uh, on on what you what you talk. Well, really, what what he's done because he's this isn't his team. No, it really isn't. I, I'll ask you both because Danny's here as well. Yesterday there was a I don't know, Grant. I don't know if you've seen this about the iFollow stream. I'm not fast an iFollow. <laughs> no, no. So not after Mexico. the game, after <laughs> the game finished. The iFollow stream was showing the results or the table um, and the commentary had finished, but they hadn't turned the microphones off. And I believe it was Coppinger, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Coppinger was picked up on the microphone criticising or was he he basically calling out the fans? Is that... Uh, Yeah, yeah. you were basically saying that uh, us fans shouldn't be booing and uh, we should be supporting the club but it's hard to do that when we've been so disappointing and so uh, lack of fight and a lack of yeah. uh, what do you call it lack of um, ambition and drive you know it's hard to get behind a club what's in such disarray 
Yeah. You know, it's absolutely hard to do that. You know, I mean, most of the Rovers fan base, don't get me wrong, uh, uh, you Oh, Grant, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. It sounds like Danny's also went through the, the same tunnel that Ben was on. Danny, are you in a car with, with Ben? <laughs> you do sound like you're in a car, I'm not going to lie, Danny. Oh, sorry, I've just got uh, wireless earphones in my ears, sorry. Oh, that's why. Did you get them off Wish? Uh, no, I didn't. It's actually quite expensive, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take them back, mate, if I were you. But, yeah, look, do you know what? The, the Donny situation has been one that's been building for a while. I, I do think... Look, it, it, we, we won't know until after the last game of the season. I don't think they're going to sack him until after the last game. I do, if they're going to sack him, I think it'll wait. Yeah. And if they do, then it all depends on what you guys... or what. Look, Dave Artel could come into your team, or could come into your club and could do a job. Would it be exciting... No, it wouldn't. You'd shit house a lot of wins. It'd be kind of what it was in the first 10 games of the season where you were doing that, where you were picking up points. But he's got the ability to, to get you doing it all season. Um, would your fans settle for that? I, Judging by what I've seen this season, probably not. So, I don't know. I really don't know. I can't answer that question. But Grant, have you got any any ideas who they should bring him? If they're going to bring anyone, I don't think they will. I don't think they'll sack the manager. I think they should stick with him in the new season, give him a window, a proper window. Yeah, Doncaster fans have been quite cynical and said, so I've been quite open and said he's not, he wasn't backed, he wasn't given a full window, he didn't have that opportunity, he didn't have it. He's got to give the manager the opportunity to build his squad and go into next season with his vision his team before I think he can be properly judged. I, but we've given It's not his team though, Danny, it's not his team. And this is the same, conver- the same conversation that we have every thing. I know it is, I get called depressing, Danny now, of course, you know, especially off Russell and that, you know, because he has been mega depressed, it is, it's depressing to watch. I mean, yeah, it's just bad. But I mean, if it weren't for Mick Sheffrey in the first ten games, our, our um, confidence said we would have been relegated and not either York or Rochdale. Easy, you know. But again, that's how it is, isn't it? But 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 at the same time, you you can't really say that because you don't know what team Danny Schofield would have put together if he'd have had the summer. It's it's difficult. The fact is. The team that you've got isn't good enough. It was not put together by Danny Schofield. He hasn't had... January, he had no backing whatsoever. He didn't have the players brought in. You brought in, like I said, and I've, I've said this before, I'll say it again, you brought in Lavery. Now, lovely guy, but he's a guy that last year was kept out of a lower half t- of the table, Bradford, by Theo Robinson. That should show you everything and that shows you what backing he's had this season that's that's my my thing on it it's but you know what it's it is what it is um danny's gone anyway uh, i don't know if he's if he's gone through that tunnel or if he's like with us again. again. <laughs> yeah i think he don't know if he's got in a huff with us and left but daniel what what would you like to see coming daniel 
I think the thing with it is, I know it sounds daft, but I, I don't think it's about Schofield in itself. I just think the club is in a bit of trouble. And it's, I'd have said the same about Mick Sheffrey last summer. Like, if we'd have had the funds, I would have made a change last summer. Because I just think your best chance of doing it is give a manager a pre-season and the budget. Because if he does spend it and it carries on the way it is, we've then, not only are we back in the same position again, we've then, we could be in a relegation fight next season. But I actually think if we get the right person in, and I don't think it'll take much. I think we've got the makings of a team, but obviously Grant McCann's been mentioned, and I've no idea if he'd be interested in coming back, but he was the sort of manager who, he just grabbed the club by the scruff of the neck, and he just went for it, and he was positive, and the football was exciting. Win or lose, it was good fun, and I think if basically if McCann was up for it, You'd, you'd go and pick him up now. There's no doubt about it. Um, but whether he'd be prepared to drop down, um, I've no idea. But yeah, he, he'd be the person I'd get and just say, let's have, let's try and create a bit of positivity, not passing about at the back with one up front and everyone moaning, everyone falling out. Because it can't be any fun for Schofield either. I just feel... He, no, he, it's probably it's probably not, but he's... Look, it shows. I mean, I think it shows that he's got a little bit of a little bit about him that he's not just walked away. Because some of the stuff that's been said to him is he's horrific. Yeah. Um, what I will say to you both is that we've had a DM. Um, I'm going to read it out, but I, I've been asked not to name the person because if we name the person, then the club will know who's told us. Um, so it's heard some hugely positive things yesterday regarding the summer. The truth will be in the pudding. Sticking with Schofield. Can't say too much, but biting my tongue now and can't, and going to sit back and watch it unfold. So, they, this person's obviously spoken to someone high up at the club or spoken to someone connected to people high up at the club. And let's... Look, if you're sticking with Schofield, you've, you've got you've to give him this summer and you can't be just writing him off. If you lose the first game of next season, it doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't mean it's over. Um, you've got to give him that time with his team. Let him build his team. Yeah, and that, that's my concern, really. Like, I mean, I'd support whoever's in charge, but it's he's already on the back foot big time. And I think, yeah, I just think for his own sake, I think he'd probably be better. Well, I mean, it's that know. thing. He can only, he, the, only way, the only way he's up for him, isn't it? I'd give him first 10 games. I didn't go earlier, sorry, if I went off, I just lost my connection. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll give him first 10 games next season, you know, see where, where he does with summer, with, with money. I'm not saying we're going to spend loads, you know, because it's not at this level, you pick up the agent and um, other bits. I'm not expecting us to, to sign anybody for a transfer fee, um, but I think we've got to do enough in wages to compete because next season it's going to be an even harder league for example money bag Wrexham coming up and um, yeah and, and do you know teams, what it's, anyone can beat anyone yeah. can beat anyone on this on and, their day, and so. teams coming and teams coming down as well like um, like Forest Green and maybe MK Dons and stuff like that you know it's not going to be an easy league next season you know so 
you know, we'll see. If not, we'll see. So let's, let's, let's see what happens. Um, guys, we're going to move on to Salford. Um, but before we do, Grant, do you want to uh, do you want to do the next one? Who I believe is is it the first striker? First striker, our penultimate player. Yeah, um, and our team, and you know what? What a pool of strikers that we've had to choose from this season. Matthew. That's been a really, really tough one to choose. Um, but the first of two is Christian Dennis of Carlisle. Yeah. And, and again, look, Stockport fans are going to probably kick off that he's not one of their players, but you just can't ignore what this man has, has done this season. He has been phenomenal for Carlisle. Yeah, he's been he's been absolutely outstanding. So I'm saying there's been such a difficult position um, to put in when you've got the likes of your Wootens there, you've got your Luke Armstrongs there, and there's been so many good strikers this season. I, yeah. yeah. I Ironic, think... ironically, the, the, the Stockport fans tried to t- tried to shoe in Paddy Madden. Now, I like Paddy Madden, but Paddy Madden hasn't had a player of the season. season. He, he hasn't. Um, he, he just... Look, he's a good player. I like him, but I just I dispute that he belongs in this team. Wouldn't every day of the week if you're talking stop for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would be wouldn't any day of the week. But unfortunately, they kind of backed the wrong horse and they tried to push in Madden. And then there was some support for Wooten, and but they split. So the the Stockport fans kind of split split themselves, um, and that's probably cost them here. Lucky, lucky position to be in though to have two. Quality strikers like that. Oh, without yeah, without a doubt. Very yeah. very lucky, and they've been so big, and, and yeah. yeah. And that's why they are where they, they are where they are in the table. Um, Agreed, because, because of things like that. Um, Jake, come on in. Let's talk about Salford. Before we do, did you hear that Elliot Watt has made it into our team of the season? What do yes. you think of that? Yeah, he should be in there. Yeah, hundred percent. Phenomenal player. He has to. Yeah. Well, tell us about yesterday, because I saw Gary Neville celebrating at home again. Yeah, um, it was crazy. Which is, you know, which is always good to see Gary Neville celebrating at home and not travelling to the games. Um, I, I saw him celebrating at home when you guys played at home as well, and he lives 20 minutes from the ground, which is, again, quite a strange one. But, you know, what it is what it is. What do you think of the, uh, the, the result yesterday? Because, I mean, look... It's a it's a win, but you pushed your luck massively. I mean, I'm just glad we won, just purely for their centre back, just pretending like he'd been shot, even though he's like six foot. Oh, why? What happened? <laughs> Louis Berry got sent off, and it was literally just to like the chest. It, I don't know how it was a red. Hmm. Interesting. I've, you know, weirdly, I've not actually seen the highlights, um, but um, I mean, that was quite early on in the game, wasn't it? That was like just after half time. Yeah, we were. What, what an end! I know. Two, goal, two goals, ninety-fifth minute plus. To be fair, it was weird because we conceded in the ninety-fifth, and I wasn't even annoyed because I was just like, it was inevitable. They literally battered us after the red card, 
Yeah. So it was just like, well, obviously they scored. Yeah. And the, the thing is, they've been on a horrific run as well of Walsall. So you've kind of added to it, but at the same time, it looks like they've actually maybe turned a little bit of a corner in terms of performances. Or did you guys just not play too too well? But which what would you put it down to, or would it simply be down to their uh, their, their their having that man advantage? We should have been two or three up half time, and then they weren't bad after the red card. But that was probably because of the red card. Yeah. Okay. Do you think you guys are going to make the playoffs? Depends on the games in hand. Mm. Well, here's a question for you, right? Not, not do you think you're going to make the playoffs. Do you think you should have been higher this season? Yeah. Yeah. So is this a is this a, a failure? Not a failure, but is this a a, a, a letdown? Really, that you're in, you're at because it is for us. I'll be honest from from a Bradford perspective. You looked at the players we signed. I expected us to be up there. The fact that we're fighting for that those those bottom two playoff places, and we most likely are going to drop out at some stage is is massively massively underwhelming for a season. I thought we were going to have. If we drop out, then probably because we got one point off Crawley, one point off Colchester. We done terrible against the bottom sides. We we're the same. We we lost. We drew with Crawley um, twice. We lost to Colchester. Um, we drew with Pools. We lost to Rochdale. Um, yeah, it's it's been horrible at the bottom end. Playing the bottom end teams, you seem to struggle with the same things that we do. Um, which is when teams are down there and they're fighting and they're playing maybe not not the nicest of football. You kind of abandon your your style and you end up trying to play their style to match and obviously they've got that experience of playing that way and it just doesn't work oh. yeah so who are your games remaining Can't Grant, you, Grant you're coming in there as well I think you had yeah I was going to say I, I, I'm still thinking that Salford are going to be that team that ends up doing it and I want you to do it because I don't want it to have to be the two League 2 televised games next season being Wrexham v Salford and Salford v Wrexham yeah, so someone tweet that. It is going to be that though, isn't it? If they don't go up, it's going to be the first year that they, that Sky actually care about League Two, and we're going to have to hear about the fairy tale, um, the fairy tale of of, of fairy Rick. tale fixture. It's just it, it's embarrassing. Look, I tweeted out last night, and I know it's not we're not really talking about Wrexham, but I'll, I'll be honest. Like my thing on is it on it is the Wrexham fans that were there from the beginning. Absolutely delighted for them. Those that jumped on the bandwagon and are pushing this fairy tale narrative can get to fuck. As far as I'm concerned, I had to. Do you know what? The, Grant, that James that came on this space before that Wrexham fan. Yeah. He sent me a DM at full time. Last oh, I know. Night. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. So he sends a full a DM at full time, and he says, um, "Booking my tickets for Bradford." Wrexham are Wrexham are promoted, and I said, "Mate, you're not even at the game." And he went, no, I'm going to Bradford exclusively. I said, I get to fuck and blocked him because these are the fans that, you know, they're not even, they don't attend the games. His team, how, how many years has it been? Is it 15 years since they went down, Grant? I think it's 2008, isn't it? 2008. Yeah, 15 years since his team were in the league. They got promoted and within 30 seconds of that full-time whistle, he's DMing us. Like, that is... That just shows how little it actually means to those people. It does not mean anything to them because they've followed that club since 2020. They followed it as a hobby when 
COVID happened because Ryan Reynolds bought a football club. That's all it is. And this narrative of it being a fairy tale, anyone who knows football, anyone who gives a shit about football knows that that is complete and utter nonsense. It isn't a fairy tale. In the fairy tale world, they're the bad guy. They're the big boss of the company that's hoarding all the wealth. They are, they're the king in Robin Hood, you know, or Prince, what's it, Prince John, isn't it, in Robin Hood in the Disney version. That's who they are. They're hoarding all the wealth. They've taken everything from anyone around them and they have the best of absolutely everything. No one can touch what they do because they've got all the wealth. It just ain't a fairy tale. It really ain't. But for the fans that have been there since 2008 and before and have followed that club through that shit and have seen them play the horrific teams at the bottom, delighted for them. Welcome back. For the rest of you, please don't follow. <laughs> Genuinely, I'm not asked if you don't follow us because we're not for you. We're probably going to slag you off a lot next season. <laughs> we're going to get a lot of hate next season. <laughs> I, I, do, do you know what? I don't give a shit because all you know when they come at us and they start giving us shit and saying all these these fans that are quite clearly are going to get offended because I'm talking about them because they've only followed them for a couple of years. I'll ask them who the captain was in 2007 and they'll probably spend three weeks trying to Google it because they aren't real fans. It's it's embarrassing. You know, they, where were they when they were getting 3,000 fans at home? It wasn't a sellout every week. It, it just didn't exist. So, yeah. Well, who I feel, again, in that same one, I feel really sorry for the fans who did see them get relegated, who couldn't get a ticket to go to see them win the win the trophy. Yeah. I, I, there's people who are there like on holiday going to see them so they can be part of a fucking Netflix series. Well, anyway, good, morning, good morning, Britain, having a, a fan that they've flown in from America. Yeah. Like, what, what is that about? He, he genuinely, up until 12 months ago, he could not point to Wrexham on a map. I would, I would probably guess that he couldn't point to a Wrexham on a map right now. Like, it's that poor what they do. And let, look, no one's begrudging the fans the success that deserve it. But those that are jumping on that and they are just glory hunters, it's embarrassing the narrative that the media are pushing. Really embarrassing. So, it Sorry, is it, I, um, I said Liam off. Yeah, you did. But do you know what? I'm quite glad because that's been needing to come out for a while. Um but yeah, look, Jake, look, these feelings that we have about Wrexham were the same feelings we had about you not that long ago um, as a club. But the fact is you haven't, you're kind of, yeah, I'm going to offend you here, Wrexham light, because we haven't had the, it's the fairy tale thing with you. But what we have had is you guys coming up from non-league and trying to outspend everyone to get yourselves up there. But it's kind of just failed for a few seasons. And yeah, so, but look, if you get, if you go up this season, how much work do you think needs to be done to stay up? If we keep Elliot Watt, probably just sort out the defence because we've conceded too many. But if we don't go up, I just don't think we'll keep Elliot Watt. You don't think we'll keep? You don't think you'll keep him? I hope we do, mm. but realistically, Fair we keep him going. Well, I saw ages ago that Ipswich and Plymouth were looking at him, but he could easily go to League One. Fair play, fair play. You know what? I, we expected him to step to League One after the end of last season when he left. 
we were shocked that he ended up with you guys, but then he openly admitted when he was laid on the floor when we played you in the Papa John's Trophy, went right in front of us. Someone said, why did you come here? And he just went, money. So we, he, he, he at least he's honest, I suppose. Um, before we move on to, we've got Seb coming in. Seb is a Walsall fan. Before we move on to Seb and Walsall, Grant, final player. I'm going to do final it. Player. Finalise the team. I mean, this is probably going to be the least surprise of the lot, isn't it? But Liam, take it away. Yeah, I, I'm, we're not taking bets on this. We've 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 closed the betting um, because this was probably the most obvious of every single position. Um, there wasn't any competition in this one in the slightest. So, eleventh member of the team of the season. It's a second striker for two up top from Bradford City. We have Andy Cook um, again. Look. I know people don't like Bradford. You can't deny the season that man has had. Oh. If, if without Andy Cook, we are in trouble. Has, oh, mate, we're below mid. I don't even think we're mid. Um, I reckon we're 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 down there. Really, really in trouble. So, Andy Cook, fair play. What a season he's had. And you know, what, like Grant, you got to meet him the, when you came down. We had that oh, nice chat with him. He's Sounds, a nice guy. He's a sound big guy. <laughs> a big I, it is Andy Cook. What a time for him. I, just what a, what a season he's having. I don't think he'll ever have a season like this ever again. Well, do you know what? If you I mean, look, he's not the youngest. Like. He's not the youngest. But if you look at Andy Cook's career, he's succeeded at most clubs that he's been at, like his goal scoring record at, at most clubs is it's phenomenal, really. Like I think it was at Tranmere, he played uh eighty-five times for Tranmere, scored mm-hmm. forty-nine goals. Eighty-seven times for Barrow, scored forty-seven goals. Like he has scored goals pretty much everywhere. Mansfield, yeah, maybe not. He was out of shape at Mansfield. He wasn't wasn't too too good for them, but you know, yeah, I like him. I think he's phenomenal. Um, but let's just get on with uh, Walsall. We've got Jack joining as well. Seb and Jack, welcome. Was yesterday better? Slightly, but n- yeah, not much really. We still lost. <laughs> still lost, but I mean, losing in the ninety-seven minutes not the same, is it? Yeah, it's, it's just a kick in the teeth. I thought first half for Salford. Dominated us really. We were really poor, and um, when that the red card up obviously changed the game. We went at, at them a bit more. Um, yeah, Jamil Matt scored, and then they they got one eighty eight for minute, which yeah wasn't brilliant. And then we've come into the game again ninety fifth, and then I, I, I generally I don't know what was happening for the the ninety seventh. I just about saw the goals a deflection. Um, and yeah, it's just a kick in the teeth. It's not very good at the moment. I think that's two wins in the league in 2023. It's just, it's not a good look for Walsall at the moment. You know, it's really not. Jack, what what were your thoughts on yesterday? I can pretty much say exactly what Seb just said. The first half, Southford dominated, really. Um, what Like he said, the red card did change the game like we did try to tap more we wasn't we wasn't like sitting back here we would do anything it wasn't even the ball long that was going to nobody it was actually passing the ball about a bit more you could see what we were trying to do we tried to 
I think we probably played the ball on the floor more in the whole of that game yesterday than we did since January and everything. How much work do you need to do in the summer? How much work do you both think you need to do in the summer to actually get yourselves to where you believe you should be in this league? Loads. Mm. We've got we've got loads to do. With the players, some the majority of the squad is really not good enough. I mean, the only reason I believe we were up there because we had two players that were quality for this league, Liam Bennett, Danny Johnson. Since they've lost, we've lost two massive characters and just look at the form. Look at the table since 2023. I think we'd be 23rd in the league. You know, it just tells you everything. It's been relegation form since 2023. And we haven't won away too, which, you know, it's it's just not good enough for the fans. Our fans deserve a lot better at the moment. And when you've got season tickets being incre- increased, we, we expect better. Um, and, you know, there's got to be the right appointment coming because I think if we get this one wrong we could be in massive, massive trouble. It's interesting that you've, you've kind of gone to that. After the start you had to the season, like that, that, uh, that it was Hartlepool that you smashed, yeah, wasn't it? First game, was it 4-0? Four, four yeah. That was a horrible game. That was when we just we knew it was going wrong. <laughs> Grant, I'm going to be honest, I knew it was going wrong for Hartlepool when I saw your lineup against Hibs in that first preseason game. <laughs> you, you assured me that it was going to be okay. Yeah, um, yeah, not not a good season for you guys. But yeah, like kind of. Do you think you'll still try and sign uh, Johnson in the summer? I hope so. I really do. I, I hope think, so. But I think we'll try and want to come back. Yeah. I th- I think Go on, Jack. Yeah, um, I think we'll. I think we'll try, but. Depends if he actually wants to come because there's, there's bound to be clubs that are going to be after him. There's bound to be. You'll probably have like, I don't know, probably like Accrington Stanley or something. There's probably some of the teams that will come there now might go after him or something. There might be a couple of clubs in Scotland, so it's going to be difficult. Yeah. But it all depends on who we actually get in as manager. That, mm-hmm. That's. So, similar, similar to what I said to Donny fans then for you guys, would you take Dave Artel? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you're happy with it. Like, look, his, his style of football is not the not the exciting style. It's not. I mean, it can be. Don't get me wrong. You'll have games where you'll you'll play it, but generally, it's about making sure you get the the, the points. Yeah. Is that that's enough for you? Is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. he knows how to develop players too. You know, how many players he brought through through the likes of um, Charlie Kirk, Harry Pickering. You know, he he develops players, and I think we need that as a club. You know. It's a massive summer on our, on our hands. We've got to bring in more quality. Um, I don't know who would bring in, who we should look at. You know, I know um, Grant might not like this, but you know Dan Kemp maybe players like this. We need to be looking at now and planning ahead. It's not that one's not for me to not like. No, we're not going to be. You know, we're going to get in, but but likewise, I either don't see MK Dons letting them go if they're coming down into League Two. Or he's going to end up playing in League One next season. Yeah, I think he could go back to Lane or it maybe. You know, that that could be on the cards. I just, I, I think we we have to build a team around the players that are, are actually playing for the team, like the badge. Like, there's certain players that played yesterday. You're just thinking, how are you, how are you playing for us when you, like Connor Wilson after we scored, you you've just. We haven't won in how many games, and then you're cupping your ears to to the fans. Mm. You say, 
you can barely see saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, there's many that have to leave, you know. Labadee. I think Manny Mumps already got a contract sorted somewhere else the way he's playing at the moment. Yeah, I think we've got to build a team around Evans and God keep Donovan Daniels. He's yeah. one of the best centre-backs in this league, I think. And then I'd keep Tommy Knowles. I think he's outstanding. And then, obviously, Hutchinson's going to be here next season, so hopefully he develops. And then I'd, I'd keep Kinsella. I know a lot of fans would argue about that, but I think um, what he's given for us the last five years, I think he deserves another season with us. Um, and Comley, I do like Comley. I think he's really underrated. Yeah, I'd Comley. keep him. The rest, I think we need a fresh fresh start. I mean, I saw Kevin Phillips' favourite for the, for the job, and I really don't know what to think about that. I really don't. The the only positive that Kevin Phillips being coming in as manager is that he will have contacts. Yeah, 100%. Make the clubs that he's been at, he will, he will have contacts. He will be able to get a decent calibre of player in. But we said we said this about Phillips, yeah. Matty Tyler. Every appointment's a risk at the end of the day. It's just yeah. we've got to get one that works. I think as much as I like Flynn, I think it was the right decision to sack him. Um, one winning 20 is just not good enough. Um yeah, I think it was the right decision. I, I do think he had lost the dressing room a little bit. Um, I think players had uh, stopped playing for him. And to be honest, I was a firm fleeing believer until cruel way. Losing 2-0 there, you know, that that, that did change me really because he's a brilliant guy, I think. I think he's a respectable manager for this league. But performances since Stockport away in the FA Cup have been horrendous to watch. Um, I also think you you could see that Joe Lowe yesterday he, he was he was awful against Crew and then yesterday he come in he was like he had obviously the few rocky ones but apart from that he was like when since when have you when have you pulled like this decent not said not decent but like more than half hearted performance out of out of your backside yeah yeah he, he's he's very much a player that when it's going well he'll have a good attitude but when it's going when it's going bad. When it's going bad. Going really bad yeah. But now I just think we've got to get the right appointment um, going into next season because yeah, if we don't, I think we're we're gonna be down there and it's gonna be massive for Travella, you know, what they're gonna do, what ambition they wanna show because if we're getting you know, no offence to Kevin Phillips but Kevin Phillips in I just I don't know, I don't know what to think about it because I don't think He's going to be EFL um, ready. I've seen, I've spoke to a South Shields fan and he said he's only got one tactic and that's attacking football. I mean, Flynn, he got, um, you know, he's only a plan A manager and he got discovered out many games. And I think that's what got him the sack, really. But yeah, we'll see. I've, I've just had a really confusing reply um, about Danny Johnson. And it, it says, Danny Johnson won't be going to Walsall as he wants to go up north. And then he says, I personally think he will join Colchester as they have the money to attempt to move there. Colchester's further <laughs> south than Walsall. It's, it's different end of the country, is it? Or, uh, it's, it's the opposite. It's, it's, it, he couldn't get much further away. Um, unless you mean the only way he won't go north is if a team like Colchester come in because they've got money, if that's what you're saying. I just, I've been looking at it and I was like, I, I'm pretty sure Colchester's next to Ipswich, right? To Google and check, yeah, just exactly to be sure. Is that, that, that don't make sense, does it? Yeah, unless that's what he means. Unless he means that 
he won't he'll want to go north but only a team with money like Colchester because Colchester do have the money um, only a team like that will stop him from going north maybe. Gillingham mm. yeah a Gillingham a Colchester um, yeah like a, Crawley. a Crawley that sort of player yeah that sort of team sorry um, well look guys we've, it's been good to have you on that there I'm quite happy that we've uh, we've managed to blast through teams tonight and do come back next week because we are going to be sort of winding down the season now and then we'll have one big space to end the season um, but Grant oh. I'm going to give you the honours of the uh, next, the last and final announcement, the and then I am, I am refusing all requests to speak. And when Grant announces this, you will understand why. I mean, I can just put a request out. I can request someone to speak if I want. I will end the space. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the manager of the season. Oh, actually, Grant, do you know what? Someone's just put a thing in our chat. Yeah. He's put no Bradford talk. Have I missed it? I I haven't spoken about Bradford yet. Do you want me to do it after the manager? Nah, go you do it first and then we right. go. Okay. Okay, so Bradford yesterday. Any Bradford fans want to come forward, quickly come forward. Um, look, first half, terrible. We started so poorly. We, we did the same tactics that I've said we do all season, Grant. We invited people. Charlie's coming in. Um. Yeah. Oh, right. Welcome, Charlie. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'll say what I think, and then you tell me if I, uh, if I agree. Oh, if you, sorry, you tell me if you agree. So, we started slow, very slow. We did the same thing we always do. We invited pressure, but we tried to play out from the background, like I've said we do all season. Lewis was passing out from the back to Critchlow, passing it to Stubbs. The issue was Gillingham pushed. From minute one, Gillingham pushed forward and they were in our faces. So three times before Gillingham scored, we gave the ball away from a goal kick by passing it out short because we passed it out to Critchlow. Critchlow passed it back to Lewis. Lewis had a man on him. He had to smash it forward. They took a shot three times. And then on the fourth time, they scored. And it got to a point where when we got a goal kick, the fans were booing any time Critchlow came into the box to take it short. And then when he played it long, the fans cheered. That's that's how bad it was. First half, terrible. Second half, a completely different story. We came out, we were a different side. Critchlow, first half looked nervous, looked like he didn't belong. Second half, he looked like the Critchlow we had for the first, you know, 35 games of this season. He looked incredible. He looked assured. We played really well. We had so many chances that second half. We took one from Cook, got us back into it. We got a penalty to make it 2-1. Referee calls eight minutes. No one knows where that referee got eight minutes from. The referee doesn't know where he got eight minutes from, but he did. The fact is, we didn't hold on. We really should have done. And we shit the bed in the 97th minute. We conceded. We deserved to draw. I do think a draw overall was fair because we hadn't, we didn't put it to bed. We really didn't put it to bed when we should have done. We had so many chances in that second half to make it three, four. If we'd have got a second earlier on before we got that penalty or if we'd have equalised before half time, it would have been a completely different game. I feel like we'd have, we'd have pushed on, but we didn't. Um, and it was really, really frustrating. And we all saw it coming. They put up eight minutes. We all saw it coming. We knew we were going to score. We knew that we were going to throw it away. Um, Personally, for me, that's auto's done 100%. Uh, 
I I don't know whether we get playoffs right now. I don't. Looking at our three games remaining, we've got to get points. We've got to get, I think, seven points from the three games remaining. And that's Orient, Northampton and Crew. Northampton next week need a win. They have got to win to go up. If we walk into Northampton next week and we get a win, then that, for me, is probably the result of the season. Other than that, I can't see it. It's poor. Um, Charlie, we've got Lancaster Bantam. Charlie, you come in first. Do you, do you agree on that? Yeah, I mean, one game? thing I'll say about that game is it sums up our entire season in 90 minutes. Well, 98 minutes. Yeah. But it it started off with us... I'd, I'd, obviously, playing out from the back was why they scored, but the reason we struggled to score, and everyone looked like they were arsed. It, for me, the first half were being played as if it were the last five minutes of the game and we were already winning. There were no fire, no aggression, just, you know, just shit. It were, it were horrible. And then second half, we came out, played way better than them. And to be honest, I thought we would have been lucky to get a win. Do you know what I mean? I think we'd have grabbed the win and got away with it. And I think we're even lucky to have a draw after that first half. I think that first half were abysmal. I think that's something worse we've played all season. Just, I I don't get it, really. I said at half-time that was the worst, worst 45 minutes I've seen all year, all season. 100%. It would... I don't know. I think, for me, Swindon... Where we um, where we said goodbye to autos. I was at work and I was just getting notifications and I was reading the Twitter, you know, the little summaries they put up on Twitter and I was thinking, why haven't we scored yet? Why haven't we scored yet? And then I got the notification, goal sound, I checked my phone thinking we've scored and it was Swindon and I thought, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I was there for that and that was that was absolutely... Horrific as well, but it was it was not as bad as yesterday's first half. Um, Lancaster, come on in. Do you agree? You got a different view. I think our season's done. I uh, yeah, I think you're you're like me. I I I'm probably a little bit. I, I, maybe I, not I, thinking it's totally, done, but I'm, we've given ourselves an absolute yeah. mountain to climb. Yeah, I believed when it, at Christmas. To me, looking at the last two games of the season, Northampton. And and Leighton Orient, ignoring the crew scenario, that basically our fate and our our season had to be decided before them two games. We had to have either autos guaranteed or playoffs guaranteed before them two games because yep. I can't see us getting diddly squat against either. Well, that that was the thing. We out of the six remaining games, three of them, and I, I went on the Gillingham space last night and said this. Like, I was trying not to be disrespectful, but it's hard not to be when you're saying what you're saying. And like I said, the three games out of the last six that we saw as bankers were Swindon, Gillingham, and Crew. Yeah, that that was it. Like we had to win. Sorry, no four. There was four because it was Rochdale, Swindon, Gillingham, and Crew. They were the four. We've won one and lost two. We've now put ourselves in a position we've got to beat either the champions or the team that are knocking on the door to go up. And, ha- and if they beat us, they're up. Yeah, and man, and and the other teams they've got the easier fixtures. I mean, is it Mansfield? They've got to play Harrogate. Do you know what I mean? So you know, there's no chance. We've got we've basically got to basically have automatic promotion form for the last three games of the season, and we, we're not going to do it. 
I mean, it's um, not. It's not. It's not unheard of. Look, we no, were talking no, a form no, board before Swindon. No, it's not. But you've got to be an optimist now. We have basically fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> in big style. It was in that, um, so here's here's a question for you. Yeah. If we don't make the playoffs, this is a question for you both. If we don't make the playoffs, does Hughes go? No, I, I'd keep him for another season. No, I, I agree. But is, is it good enough? No, I don't think it's good enough, but I don't think it constitutes sacking. Because you look at everything that's gone on this season, we've had a lot of shit that's just, you know, sort of set us like back. Like what? I think we... we just, I, don't think, I don't think we've had anything really, that's set us back. We've had... Walker were injured. I think Osadibi being injured uh, were quite a problem. Does he start at this point? No. But I think it still set back what Hughes wanted to do. Um, and then I think we started to find his feet, you know, shortly before Christmas with Tyreek Wright. And then obviously he left, which were a mistake for him. And I don't know. I just, I feel like there's been a lot of stuff that that's made me think, oh, for fuck's sake, we've, we've bottled this. Not bottled it, but like we could have done better if that didn't happen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I could blame it all solely on Hughes, though. He does tinker about too much, though, doesn't he? I, I, do you know what? I think I'd be a little bit more maybe sympathetic towards the situation if if after things were happening in games, he he, he held his hands up and said we just weren't good enough. Yeah, to come out like to come out yesterday, like Crawley away, perfect example. We didn't win Crawley away because we didn't get a penalty in the ninety-second minute. No, we didn't beat Crawley away because we didn't score a goal in the ninety-one minutes prior to that against the team third from bottom. We didn't win yesterday because we didn't put the game to bed. We wasted chance after chance after chance, but it's apparently because we had eight minutes added time and they scored in the ninety-seventh. It's not because we didn't defend in the ninety-seventh minute. We brought on a defender. We went five at the back two minutes before we conceded. Like. We've we've shot ourselves in the foot, but I I don't think we've had any more. I don't think we've had anything more than any other clubs have had to deal with in terms no, of. I, I just think we have let let ourselves down on numerous yeah. occasions. Yeah. The only concerning factor is, is where do we go from here? Say we don't go up, right? We've then got Cook, leading goalscorer. Does he stay? Does he go? You've got the other options. Banks is not going to want to play for us in League Two. You know, League One clubs are already looking at him. So, do you know what I mean? It's, it's again. I mean, I mean we said that last season. Though, just the point. We said that last season about Dion Pereira and he came back. Yeah. It's just another recruitment drive again, though, isn't it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Doncaster got blame about it. And, and literally, and we're in the same boat. You know what I mean? Pretty much. That basically, right, these players aren't good enough. So, we ship them out. We bring in some more again. We get a few names off the, off the wage bill again. Do you know what I mean? That you know, there's rumours yesterday there was people talking to me that Oliver might go. And I'm thinking, well he's he's got a three year deal. How's he gonna go? But does he go if if we get rid of Cook and it just it, it really does concern you what what happens if you don't go up? Well look, there's still two hundred and seventy minutes of football to play. <laughs> there there is. There is. There is So there. look, we can we could see some stuff happen. Grant, It'd be just a Bradford thing to win at Northampton next week, and then uh, yeah, do you know what? It would it would be it would be the Bradford thing to win at Northampton, but we'll we'll see. Look, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one, I suppose. Regardless, um, I Grant, hope it is. It is. Look, we, it won't be Bradford if we didn't do it the hard way. No, um, Grant, come on in. 
right. let's, uh, let's let's wrap this up. Let's uh, let's do the the last announcement. The last announcement. The manager. It's been it's been a tough one to choose from. There's been a lot of good managers this season. We've had our Kevin Betsy's, our Paul Hartley's, our Jim McNulty's, Jim Bentley's. I'm. Can I can I just ask? Should we do three, third, second, first? Don't forget Wayne Brown as well. I'm. What a manager! Yeah, but there's been some. There's been some top ones. Paul uh, Hartley. For what I said, Paul Hartley. Oh uh, yeah, Keith yeah, Curl. Worst, worst points per game in the in the league this season. Zero point four four. That is a howling. That is a howling howling record. It is. So I wanted to do a top three. So <laughs> can we just say that these managers, by the way, these this has purely been decided on nominations. So if the person who wins you aren't happy with, the majority of the votes went to this person. This is so, and we've got the numbers next to them. Coming in at number three. <laughs> I'm I'm quite this hold this person dear because they share a surname with me. It is. They took charge of one game in the dugout. It is. None other than Preston Johnson. Crawley Town. Crawley Town. (laughs) Number two, contrary to the discussion that has just been had, is Mark Hughes. Mm. Coming in at second. Wouldn't be my agreeing one, but Obviously, it's the numbers that have come in that have backed yeah. Mark Hughes here. And coming in at number one, I think. Can I if... can I just say before you announce it, Grant? Like yeah. I, I, what you just said there, like if if this number one wasn't the number one that it is, I would have probably discounted Hughes, thinking that it was just Bradford fans spinning the numbers. But the fact that this person has won, who has won, shows that people were voting legitimately. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I tell you what, there's one person who definitely wouldn't have voted for this person. We've, we've heard him speaking tonight, sitting on someone's garden wall. I'm, the number one manager is none other than Big Steve Evans. Do you know what? I can't disagree with that. Astounding number of votes as well. Oh, big Steve, take a bow, my man. Um, and you know what? You can't, you can't look. You can, like I get like Russell said, he don't like him. That's fine. What he's done with Stevenage this season is nothing short of a, mira- a miracle. Like it is miraculous what he has done this year. Joe, you know I I can get where Russell's coming from. Yeah, Dave, him Russell with Steve Evans is like me with Dave Jones. Yeah, he's had success elsewhere, and it goes tits up with your club, and you know, you you always harbour those bad feelings. Big sausage sandwich munching cunt—that's what I would say about. Oh, Grant, you're not allowed to use that word. Yeah, Look, you haven't had a drink. Russell has. <laughs> um, but that completes our team of the season and manager of the season. Um, by the way, anyone wants to check the photo that I used of Steve Evans? It, it's probably going to just infuriate people even more um, on the announcement that I did. I love it. Um, 
I had to use that one. It was just so good. Uh, but yeah, do you know what? Fair play. Well done to everyone who has. It was nominated to one. Genuinely, that's been so much fun to do, and it's been funny to see some of the nominations that came in. Ah, uh, it's been good. I mean, we could have put together so many alternative teams. It's yeah, it's it's been great fun to do. I um, yeah, we've we've all loved it. Thanks everyone for voting, listening again. If you want to listen back to Russell's rant, listen again on Spotify. I think I will because it was really really funny. Um, <laughs> Christ, when you put the explicit sign on for this one. It's on every time anyway. You've said the C word as well. <laughs> so did Russell. The thing is, the, 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 the thing about it is, when when uh, when Russell started his rant, I knew what was coming in terms of I knew who the manager, the manager was. <laughs> so I was kind of like, oh, this is beautiful. Like, I was like, we need to get him out of the speaking rights before we announce it because otherwise we are about to see an absolute implosion. But... <laughs> Like we say, it's it's hard to argue with it. People are saying it should have been Richie Wellens, and I, I look, I, Richie Wellens got my vote. But when you look at it but on the whole, Steve we, Evans, yeah, Steve Lee is a huge achievement. I, I would say that from what Richie Wellens has done is phenomenal this season. But with a club like Stevenage, what? Steve Evans has done with them what he's built with them is nothing short of miraculous what he's done this season. Yeah. Um they are punching so far above their average. Um it, it's phenomenal to see. Um and I really hope they do it. I really hope they do it. Yeah. Well look, guys, we've uh, we've reached the end. Ah <laughs> <sighs> We're nearly at the end of the season. Next week, Grant's probably going to be a little bit more grim for you. Uh, do you know what? It's like what Shah said earlier on. Acceptance is, is kind of kicked in. Um, but mathematically, Harrogate can still go down. <laughs> get fucked! <laughs> oh, get do you know fucked. What? I, it can still happen. Tuesday, it probably won't be able to happen, but mathematically, Harrogate can still go down. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My prediction's still intact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's let's see how quick you are to admit that you were wrong when it happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you know what? Let's, uh, let's wrap it there. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good one. Have a good week, all. Take care. Ciao. Bye-bye.